To episode number 45 of the Loser Hour. And I am joined once again by Pat Mays. Hello there. Back again. Uh, the last time you were on was, fuck, episode 16, I believe. Way back last year before all this craziness. It's been a year now? I think it's been at least a year. Well, because I started this like a year and three months ago. So, and, and I was doing it still weekly. Mm-hmm. So this was, this was probably a fucking month and a half in. Something like that. Like two months in or some shit when I first had you on. Wow. It was definitely 15 or 16. It's been a while. Now we're definitely past that halfway point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. How's it been since you started the quarantine? <sighs> um, haven't really been able to. I, I mean, I've, I've talked about this a lot. Um, when I do do episodes, it, I'm like a broken record. Yeah. I keep saying the same shit over and over and over again. And, that, and that's okay. Um, we're in a twilight zone anyway as well. <laughs> yeah, I keep I keep saying, you know, I got to get on a better schedule. I got to start releasing shit, but you know what it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I just haven't some days I'm not motivated, you know. I I've been I've been working a lot. Mm-hmm. Work hasn't really schedule really hasn't changed at all since COVID. So, I've just been busy. There's not as much time to like hey, my days off. There are days I want to do this, but then I I don't want to do it by myself. There's not anything to talk about like there was when there was like there's plenty of COVID related shit to talk about, but I'm not that show. I'm not the news show. And there's plenty of politics, but I don't really want to talk about that shit by myself. It's just me giving my opinion on things. And sure. sometimes I'll do those shows and like I'll edit clips in between and stuff like that just to make it more entertaining. But that's a lot of work for me. And I like to do not a lot of work with this type of show. So it's like my type of thing is with with this. I hit record. And we go and when it, when I hit stop, we hit stop. And that's the extent of the editing. Right. I don't really do much. I, if I have to turn the volume up or down, I do. That's pretty much it. I don't do any mastering or mixing or anything. I probably should put more work into it, but I just don't. And well, as long as it's not peaking, right? Yeah. I think it's pretty we're, we're pretty much good. Yeah. We're, we're pretty much good. So, I mean, I've been just lack of motivation some days and then not being able to find people to come on. I'm right there with you with the motivation thing though, bro. Cause I've been, you know, I play music and, um, I haven't felt motivated to write new music at all. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the time that we're in or if it's just me. I know I'm going through a lot like with work and trying to come up on something, trying to get my class A license and whatnot. But, um, yeah, like music has not been there. Um, I'm, I'm more or less just releasing old stuff and it's just like, that's, that's what's keeping me going. You know, I have a backlog of things I can release here and there. Luckily. Yeah. Otherwise I wouldn't be putting out shit. Yeah, dude. It's, it's been weird, man. Like there are a lot of like, there are a lot of days where, where I'm thinking like, I was just saying to you before we record, hit record, uh, fuck. I was like, you know, there are days where I'm like, I really need to put something out. I haven't put something out in two weeks. And then I go to sit down and I'm like, I have nothing like, or I start recording and I look up and I'm five minutes in and I'm like, fuck, I'm rambling or I'm not, I'm, there's too much dead space and I'm just like, fuck it. I'll do it tomorrow. And I end up two weeks later again. I haven't put something out in a month. I'm like, fuck, like I, don't know I need a lot this. of podcasts though that do just, uh, 
you know, put out material just out of nowhere, just one person talk. I mean, I guess Alex Jones. Or There's like there. Like I mean, that. there are people that there, dude. Like, I mad res- mad re- mad respect to anybody that puts a daily one out by themselves. Like, mad sure. respect. But a lot of those people have. Uh, they have produced like a lot exactly. of that shit. They have they have their own, they have a producer. Right, they show up, but they show up with like you know that. For example, a couple of shows I listen to that are that are solo shows are like, they're um, like I listen to the Ben Shapiro show, political show, and it's just it's just him. But he's got a massive crew behind him. Like he's got a yeah. producer and he's got somebody. He'll that, talk your ear off. Yeah, he'll talk your ear off. He sure. comes fucking prepared. He knows his shit. But it's it's like he probably does fucking. He does he does one hour of a podcast and two hours of a radio show, so he does three hours of that, and he probably does three hours of research or four hours of research beforehand. Yeah, that's and the it thing. There's accumulates always, an eight hour day. There's always things popping up in politics. Like he, he yeah. goes in, he's like, "Oh, look what's happening with Nancy Pelosi today." Oh, look yeah, what's yeah. It's all it's always there's there's so, but his show's a political show, so he has it's like to talk about it. Yeah, much, yeah, yeah. So like, my you don't have anything you have to talk about exactly. So and usually I like to touch on like. Like I like to do one show that's like sports based, and the next show I do like talking some movies. And mm-hmm. there hasn't been like COVID hit, and their fucking sports were canceled. <laughs> like fucking the only sport. So like I would do like I had this rhythm of doing like okay, if I'm doing a show by, my, I, I'd have somebody come on. Like you'd come on, and we talked about music. And the next show I did was like a solo show where I talked about like baseball or some shit that was going, probably baseball going on. Like just a recap of the season because it's like I got to put an episode out and it doesn't have to be long and I can just recap this week's of baseball and every every season there's shit that's going on there's shit that happens every day mm-hmm. and so I can just do a whole baseball episode and then so it's music one week baseball the next week then the next week I have my buddy Nick on who we just talk about we can talk about any type of sport but this week we're going to talk just specifically about wrestling mm-hmm. and then you just keep mo- and the next week would be I have somebody else on and we talk about this that's completely opposite so that's kind of what i was trying to do and then when i like covid first hit it's like there's nothing to talk about but covid and politics and i'm not wanting to fucking do that like so it's like then i was trying to reach out to people to be like let's i just want to get people on to talk about how they're dealing with covid so i've did a couple episodes i did one with my buddy nick who who i had fuck it's been forever man since i've had him on the show i've gotta get him back on the show like he he's he's the one that's been on the show the most mm-hmm. and it's so weird the, the the last episode i did with him was him and his wife and we did it over zoom and, and the last time i've had him over to do a show has been forever mm-hmm. it's been since the very beginning of the quarantine so it's it's really weird because we used to do a show like probably once every week or two weeks or so like we'd try to get one done that it would be in the bank and ready to go so it's weird not it's being able like to partner yeah, he's he's one of the, the 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 guys that was there doing the show with me in the beginning for sure. So he, helping out with that kind of shit. So yeah, shout out to Nick. He'll listen, and fuck the Dodgers. He's a Dodger fan, so that's why like he he won't he won't. I I I know right now like he's he's been super busy with work and um same as me, and our our days off are are pretty much I think the only days off we have together are Sunday, and it's like, yeah, I don't blame him for not wanting to fucking come do the show but i haven't reached out and, and right now i i'm not really i'm not trying to hit him up during the world series to come on because it's it's crucial right now so yeah and i know if they win he's got to come regardless if they win or lose he's going to come on but if they win it's going to be a show where he can i'll let him come on and do all his gloating that he wants to do because i did all my gloating when the giants won so right. <laughs> fucking i have to be honest i haven't been keeping up with sports because I, I don't have cable, and I honestly, I 
didn't really know how it was going to work, like popping back in. Like, what's been going down? Who's in the World Series? I don't even know. The Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm a huge baseball guy. I mean, Giants are my team. So this, they're not, so they're that, not doing good. This, this year. year was well, the Giants did actually rather okay. They did a, better than than expectations. Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. They missed out on the playoffs by the last game. So, but the playoffs were extended. So they they extended the playoffs by like fucking half the league Do pretty they have much. People at the games. Only know. in some places and just like just recently. The World Series is being played right now in Texas in uh, the new Texas Rangers stadium. And there are people there With like 25 percent in Tampa Bay. The Rays. Oh, yeah. So it's either Tampa Bay wins their first title or the Dodgers win their first since like 86. Mm. So both teams, you I'm know, dog in that fight. I fuck the Dodgers, so it's all about Tampa Bay. I like the, I like the weather there. So yeah, I, Tampa I, Bay. I hate the Dodgers. <laughs> Fucking hate the Dodgers. And right now, it's like the Lakers already won the championship, so <laughs> the Lakers got a title. If the Dodgers win the fucking title, it's like God damn it, fucking L.A. Right. What do you guys? Do you guys don't need money? to. But hey, but hey, the 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 Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. So if the Tampa Bay Rays win the fucking World Series, what the fuck? But actually, both those teams are like low market. And nobody's heard of them. So it's like I think it's awesome that the Rays are in the World Series. I think Florida deserves more wins. Yeah, Just more wins. Yeah, for Florida. yeah. Fuck yeah, in Florida right now, you know, the, it's all about freedom in Florida right now. They hate, you know? <laughs> They're letting fucking everybody do everything right there. Fucking it, oh, is it total freedom? Oh, it's total freedom in Florida right is it now. Like that in Texas as well. Um, I'm not sure. I think I think part of Texas probably in yeah. certain parts. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like that here. Like certain little town. Like if you if you take the four west going towards Brentwood, you'll you'll run into a couple little towns that don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know I mean, like, or you know, there's a bunch of different ways you could go on the freeway and find a town that doesn't give a shit about what's going on. Um, it's hey, crazy. Come in on the mic a little bit more. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. But you're yeah, good. I mean, I, it's it's interesting how. It's so divisive that a disease is questionable right now. It's like, bizarre, dude. What the fuck, dude? Like, it's a disease. I like, was literally, <laughs> I was literally like arguing with somebody earlier this morning. Like, not really arguing, but like a virus. Excuse somebody me. fucking some lady on. I just can't help myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. And some lady fucking commented on on a friend of mine's post on on Facebook. Just he was like his his post was just like a joke post, and it's like something I would post and get fucking somebody commenting on like, and it was like fucking a uh, good thing about the mat or one positive about the masks is what, uh, it keeps you warm when it's 50 degrees outside. And it's like, <laughs> dude, I was thinking the same fucking thing the other day yeah. because it does keep you fucking warm. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah. That was one of the things I was thinking. So, and some lady commented on it, you know, fucking shit talking on masks. And, and all my response was basically like, there ain't no good that come from the mask. Yeah. Ain't no good. Yeah. Some stupid shit. And I'm like, <laughs> All my response was just like fucking, you know, like, come on. Like, if you're going to fucking bitch about this shit, like, and and bring up science, like, there's science that says that, it's, that they don't work. Well, Have there's science. The there's, there's fucking science that said that they're not effective. There's science that says they are effective. So if you're going to ignore the side that says that they are effective, then you're just ignoring science just like you think i am or whatever the fuck you're claiming so then she just was like the funniest thing was like uh read this so-and-so's book and i was like who the fuck is this so i googled the person like five five to ten minutes of research you realize okay this woman she, she told me to read her book is a fucking kook that 
was discredited by the scientific community way back in 2011, way before all this shit with with covid and like how the media act alternative and all. science yeah, yeah she she was all thinking vaccines cause uh fucking um she's one of the anti-vaxxers that think va- vaccines cause autism and different fucking diseases and shit jessica beale shout yeah, out she's a fucking crazy woman so she's this so and this this is a woman who's who's like a doctor and all this shit. So she was like, read Dr. So-and-so's book and blah, blah, blah. I don't have to fucking read it. I do five, ten minutes of research and realize this person is not somebody you should trust the... Like, so yeah, of course this person's saying... Her her thing that's been fucking fact-checked and, and it's all false is... Uh, fuck, she says that wearing a mask, you, you're more likely to get COVID. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, there's nothing out there that supports any of that. Now, there are actual... Like, there's actual science that says one way and one the other way. There are actual legitimate studies on both sides that say that they're not effective and said that they are. So, and by legitimate people. Mm -hmm. So it's all about where you look and who you look at, like the people that fucking deal with it. So it's like something like that. I try not to just fucking, it's not a big deal to me. Mm -hmm. It's stupid as fuck. I think it's fucking stupid, but if I have to wear a mask to go into somewhere, I'm not going to fucking complain. I'm not going to buck the system. I don't give a shit. Mm. Like, I put the fucking mask on. I say this over and over again. I've said it over and over again on the show. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, if I... Have you gotten COVID? No. Okay. I've been around. You you did get COVID? Back in August, yeah. Damn. Yeah, bro. So how was your... uh, How was your experience? You're the... I believe... Fourth, Am I the first? Fourth, oh, fourth. No, you have a fourth or fifth person I know that's that that's got COVID. You're the first person that comes on the show that has gotten COVID. Okay. So yeah, it was back in August. I quarantined for the whole month, no work, didn't get any government assistance because they were being difficult to contact. Um, that was probably the worst part of it, really. Uh, it was not. It was tolerable. I was scared because I heard that it could get worse and that I could get it again. And both me and my girlfriend had it, so we were in fear that we were going to pass it back and forth to each other or something, you know? So, uh, but it's really like, at first it was pretty tolerable. The worst part is you can't taste any food. <clears throat> so, um, you can't taste any food. You, you're super stuffy, sore throat, you know, just kind of basic symptoms, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, and it only lasted about a week, but we stayed, we stayed inside for like three weeks. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's pretty similar to what the other people that, you heard. Yeah, I well, heard it's worse the second time. That's I have I, um, I have three people that I work with that that had it, and that I'm all in close contact with. And like one guy that I work with is one of my buddies that I work with, and he got it, and he was the one that had it the worst. Like he said, it was he, he was like I, it was rough. Yeah. Like I don't fucking wish it on my best fucking like or my worst fucking enemy. I, I right. he was one of those people that does you know, he wear a mask. Yes, he does. Everybody that everybody that that got it at my work, they were all you know, they're all mask people. You know, mm-hmm. so all I, no problem with wearing a mask. Yeah. You know, and the one one guy that had it, he was wearing a mask before anybody else was like, because my work was way behind. Like that, nobody you know was forcing the masks on everybody at first, mm-hmm. and he was wearing it way before everybody else. Yeah, and everybody was kind of like, "Why are you He's wearing the a one mask?" That got sick? And he ended up getting COVID. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my girlfriend's the one that got it. She uh, is a medical assistant. They're as sanitary as it fucking gets, yeah. man. She was wearing a mask all day, one every my, day. One of my best friends, she was doing, like, her, she was in nursing school. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, supposed to be working at this place right here. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, she heard that they had a people that worked there. Is this place across the street. I'm not going to name them. <laughs> but they, they had an outbreak. 
a pretty bad outbreak and they're an assisted living home and you know so and they had people work they 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 have like the the nurses and training go there and work and stuff like that some of them got sick and she was like just had a baby and was like i'm not fucking going like doing that shit right now fuck that so i was like i don't blame you like you just had a baby and like they can they can fucking fucking screw it like fucking yeah i wouldn't do that shit i mean i wasn't like I try not to see because I have bad anxiety. So like each time, each situation, the first guy that got it in my department, he drove my work truck on a Friday. I drove it on a Saturday. He tested positive on Monday. I came into work on Tuesday. They told me mm-hmm. that whole day I had fucking terrible anxiety. Yeah, I'm sure. And I had to like really just like calm myself down and, you know. I have to put myself into a different headspace, like, and act like it's no big deal Thank because it, and if, it, because if I only think about it, then I'm, I'm going to be like this every single fucking day. And you won't know for weeks anyway. Yeah. Even if you got tested, you wouldn't know for yeah. a week. So it was like that each time, each day that I found out, I was like, fuck, like, especially the, the third time, like the, the one guy that's my buddy at work, like he, he got it. Like his story's crazy. He was like, you know, I. He was like, I one of those types of guys. I really don't want to go out, but I'm gonna go out for my buddy's birthday to this bar. And at this point, I had only went out once. This was you, you just asked me if you if before we started recording, um, you had said, you know, have you gone and eaten anywhere? Only once. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. for my birthday mm-hmm. in June, um, middle of all this shit, but shit had just opened back up because it seemed like our area was calming back down. Wow, right before July 5th, that big influx. Yeah, yeah. See, this was June 19th. So this was like around the time where everything opened back up again and people rushed out. And so we went out and there was eight of us and we sat at a table and shit was distanced around and it wasn't as strict as it is now, but shit was moved around. And then we went to, we didn't go to a main bar, but we went to Stogie's for a little bit and then we came back here. But that's the only time I've ever went out. Now, the guy I worked with went out, got it on on a Friday at the bar came into work on Saturday was around me and three other guys all day. Uh, went to his parents on Sunday was around them all, all day went up on a, like a little plane no with mask. No, I, he may have been wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, he was, he would wear a mask at work. So who knows if he was wearing, he may have been, but he went up on a, on a, like one of those little smaller planes, like charter planes. He went up like he had bought his dad a trip on a plane, like up just to fly around. So he went up with him, the pilot, and his dad up in one of those small planes. Mm -hmm. And then Sunday he got COVID, like he got sick. And then Monday was diagnosed. Hmm. So it like he he was like, I know I got sick on on that Friday. I know I I know where I I know who I got it from because the person that was around us also had it, like also got diagnosed with it. But how crazy is that he got it on Friday and it. You know, it did nothing hit him. He wasn't contagious. Like, he must not have been contagious. Like, that's how we don't fucking know how this fucking thing works. No, that's what I mean is, like, why, how come, if you guys were around him and he didn't have a mask, how did you guys not get it? Like, how contagious is this thing? Like, what the fuck, dude? Is it until you're, until you're showing symptoms, that's when you're contagious? Like, or if, like, somebody sneezes on your arm and you, like, wipe your face. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's, it's so fucking weird. And it's like. Yeah, I would. I had fucking major anxiety that whole week when. It, so it's like I I haven't really done anything. I just got to go to the movies this month, and I was so fucking excited about that. And I had no fucking like no hesitation at all. I was How like, do they have it um, set up? 
So it's like two seats, five seats empty, two seats. And then the next row, it's like five seats empty, two seats, five seats. It's like, so it's staggered seating throughout. And it's to where like the people in, in the next row aren't directly behind you. They're s- set in the, wow. in the empty seat. So it is, it works and you have to wear your mask the whole time. Sort of complex. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't wear my mask the whole time. I'm not going to lie. I fucking tucked it down, but I was eating popcorn throughout and it's like, I feel like you're far enough separated away and they're doing like the same type of air filtration shit like that. Right. So it's like, I'm not going to fucking, I wear glasses, so it's a fucking pain in the ass to wear these things, but I get it. I, I totally get it. that as well because you get all foggy and you can't see shit. Yeah. It's hard to fucking, and it's hard, especially the cloth ones. I can't wear the cloth ones. There's no way to maneuver the cloth ones around the, the glasses that fix the fogging at all. Those ones make me sweatier. Yeah, the, the medical the medical style ones are the ones that work the best for me. and um, I think they work best in general, too. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the masks are a whole fucking ball of wax, dude, that's so bizarre to me. I can't, just, I can't imagine what it's going to look like coming out of this, to be honest. Like, yeah. I don't even know what it's going to look like. The, when everything has decided it's better or whatever, you know, when it, are we going to keep dying at a rate of a thousand people a day in the world, you know, extra yeah. or whatever from COVID? It, it, how long is that going to continue? Like, is it ever going to stop? Like, we really don't know anything. Yeah, it's I know that that this could be the new normal for. for yeah, you know it's I mean? going to be it's going to be crazy. I know that they're they got the the vaccine. It's 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 Operation Warp Speed. It's called, so it's a pretty fucking badass name, and they're going to have a vaccine in record numbers. So, I mean, in record time, I should say. So, if it works, I'll get it. And oh, I mean, yeah. and if, if it works, then fuck, man, that, that's some pretty crazy, like, ingenuity and getting shit going. That's fucking. the thing, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, I try to stay optimistic about it because some places have really fucking done perfectly. Like, like Sweden, you know, one of the places that got a lot of criticism because they didn't lock down at all or Switzerland or whatever. I think it was Sweden. Mm-hmm. One of them didn't lock down and Denmark did. And Denmark had the same number of cases as Sweden did mm-hmm. when, um, like midway through all of this shit. And then Sw- Sweden just did a shitty job of protecting nursing homes and that's what everybody did at first because they didn't know how it was, you know, like they didn't know who to protect. Nobody did. Mm-hmm. So it was like once they realized we got to protect the old people in nursing homes, they did. And then they had herd immunity before fucking anybody else. And their their numbers have then dropped. But now they're getting another spike. So it's such a fucking bizarre virus that it's like. I wonder how the, um, Italy's doing because I, they, they completely shut down. Like dude, nobody went outside. They got fucking wrecked, too. Again? No, no, they they got wrecked the first time around. I know that because they're having they shut down everything. They shut down. You didn't have to pay rent. Nobody was expected to go to work. It was they shut that shit down. It, it, so I want to know how they're doing now. I know that they're 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 not like out of it yet. Really? They're they're still dealing with it. They were doing really well for a while, but I think it's coming back. Same it's thing so with, with Spain and Portugal and all these places that had it real bad at the beginning. We're just. It's the same for us. We're seeing like certain areas they'll open and then and they'll get a spike and then they'll close and then we'll not see a spike and then they'll open again because we're realizing we can't fucking keep like it when we close, yeah, there there's not gonna be a huge number, but we have to figure out how to live with this shit. We just have to. We have I don't know how like the best way to do it is if you're at risk, stay at home and yeah. keep those people fucking covered in some fucking way. Figure out a way to fucking take care of those type of people. If you're like us, you know, like you had had it. 
Like I haven't had it. I may have had it. Fuck, and never yeah, showed a single symptom. Possible, I don't. I don't know. Asymptomatic but or whatever. I've never felt like I, this whole time. I never felt like shit or anything. And I've we've done temp checks for the last fucking five months at my work, and I've never had a fever. So what else is crazy is you know hindsight is twenty twenty. So like right now we're confused, but you know ten years, twenty years down the line, people are gonna be looking back on this like, oh yeah, it's obvious that such and such was this way and all you needed to do was this and it's gonna look like oh why didn't why didn't they just do this at that time but it's like really it's so fucking confusing right now like everything is dude all like we there's no certain answers regarding this topic especially and like there's no answers on how it doesn't help that nobody's honest with anybody about anything Mm -hmm. and no like that's what my huge complaint about this was at the beginning. And I was, I was like this about every, like I had, I had an episode with my buddy. Um, this is a different Nick. I, I've had a couple of Nicks on the show, but my buddy, uh, Nick Hagen was on. And this episode, I came like prepared. I had some notes and shit cause we were going to talk about COVID and I especially wanted to talk about like the hypocrisy and how, how everything's being covered. Cause at this time we were getting like this timeline that was like, we're all trying to put blame on one person or one side politically and we're politicizing a fucking virus and this is just gross to me and I wanted to come with like here's some fucking shit that will make you think that like as a whole the whole fucking country fucked up as like making a decision at when we should have like hey this is a real fucking deal and it was like way back in fucking January man like people forget the end of January Trump closed the borders between China and like, like we're like, there's no travel to China. So it's like, he knew that there was some fucking problems going on. And then in February, mid February, the Senate was holding, like, don't quote me on all of this because I, I, it's been a while since I did this episode, but this was mid February. The Senate did this whole hearing on coronavirus and only like less than 10 senators showed up and all the other ones were at the impeachment hearing because it was held on the same day as the impeachment vote. So the priority was to get Trump out of office and they knew they weren't going to get a fucking impeachment, but they went anyway because they wanted to be there to do, you know, show their fucking whatever, do their political bullshit while there's an actual problem going on and they're holding a fucking hearing on it. And there was one Senator at the time, I believe he was a Democrat from Tennessee that was saying, this is a serious fucking problem and we need to fucking focus on this. And nobody was, doing anything so it's like then the fingers getting then there's this whole time you know nancy pelosi in mid-march out in fucking san francisco telling everybody to come down to chinatown and enjoy chinatown because you know blah 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 and we're still getting this fucking shit when we when we watch the 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 debate on fucking this last week on thursday and you get this whole fucking shit from from you get this whole spiel from the Democrats, fucking 200,000 plus dead. And it's all Trump's fault. And it's like, fuck man. Like it, no, it's all you guys' fault. It's, it's your, it's you all are fucking like, it's the way that the whole fucking country dealt with this shit and you're fucking clouded bullshit with all. Yeah. He's got something to do with it because he's president, but it's also got something to do with your fucking hatred for him mm-hmm. and your focus on getting him out of office instead of focusing on real fucking problems. Can we, can we put a pause on real quick? Dude, uh, go for it, man. What do you, uh, you got to use the bathroom? Yeah. I'll fucking, I'll just fucking cover the air, man. I, I never, yeah, I never, I never pause it, but you know, okay. So we're right, right now, let's see, we're, we're indulging in some, in some liquor. Well, not some liquor, some, 
some brewskis. Uh, we got ourselves some uh, Lagunitas Little Somethings. We got ourselves some Belching Beavers uh, Hard Seltzers fucking Passion Fruit and Guava. Uh, these things are fucking bomb. So, yeah, it, if you're a seltzer person, drink those fucking things. Uh, got some Firestone sitting up here, Union Jack IPA, uh, Luponic Distortion IPA. And we got some California Honey uh, pizza port brewing beer. So yeah, we got ourselves some brewskis up here and I got myself a nice little bull ski packed up here that I'm going to hit up in a minute when Pat gets back, you know, so it's not just complete dead air, but yeah, drinking a little bit of uh brewskis smoking some dank ski and, you know, recording. So yeah, that's uh, it's fucking the the episode. This will come out after fucking. No, you're good, dude. Uh, this will come fucking. This episode will come out probably. Fuck, I keep fucking up. Like I released an episode on Friday, and then I forgot to release the episode with Chris this Friday. So I'm gonna release it on Monday. So I think this episode will come out next week. So this episode will come out in November, I believe. Like after Halloween and everything. So like fucking all that shit, but. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, fuck. What's been What's been keeping you through this, bro? Like, what? Like, obviously you're keeping busy with work, but like, you know, what kind of entertainment? You know, I entertainment wise, it, it, I I've got really back into video games like crazy. Not not so much recently the last few weeks, just because there's been more, you know. But like at the beginning of this, it was video games. Mm-hmm. It was like. There's no sports on. There's no new movies to watch. The only thing I can watch is wrestling, but they're doing fucking empty arena shows. They haven't figured out how to make the empty arena like look cool and not feel like there's nobody there. Like So it's like you're wrestling in front of nobody and there's no crowd. There's nothing. So it's like I can't watch that. So I was just playing video games. And luckily at the time, like a bunch of video games were cool new video games were coming out. So like um, Ghost of Tsushima came out at the time. And uh, I was playing right before that came out. I was playing the Assassin's Creed, the last one, the Vikings one, or not the Vikings. That's the newest one, the uh, Greek fucking uh, Odyssey, I believe. I was playing that, but I played Spider Man all the way through during quarantine. I played all of of Assassin's Creed, and then Ghost of Tsushima came out. Played that fucking all the way through. Mm-hmm. Bought Last of Us Two. Played all the all the way through that. So I've just been yeah playing video games like crazy. That's dope. So yeah, that was something that I would like only, you know, I, I have a PlayStation and I play, but not really that much. I would like play only sports games or I play like right before I'm about to go to bed, kind of like just decompress, play a little something. And then the, the TV starts hurting my eyes to pass out. It's like, that's how it usually. What, but, what's been, have you seen, what's your favorite movie that you've seen over the course of this time? Well, are you counting the movie that I just saw in theaters? everybody's watching movies, no yeah. question. Are you counting the movie that I just watched in theaters or during the whole quarantine? Mm, well, let's, yeah, let's uh, out specify of uh, out Netflix, of, Hulu, So everything I've Amazon. seen during quarantine, because I'd say the best movie I've seen all year is, is like, their movies that, that are theater movies that I've seen in theaters. Um, I just, I, I did an episode, and I, I didn't tell you, but I saw Tenet. The movie I went and saw in theaters. I've uh, heard of that. 
That's the new Christopher Nolan movie. And it is a complete mind fuck. I've already said on the last episode that, um, or the episode before, way before, this is uh, episode 45. Next is, uh, so this would be episode 43 that I mentioned that um, I was seeing this. I'm going to do a whole episode on it. Okay. So it's a just total confusing, fucked up movie. I got to check it out. Watch the trailer. You'll kind of understand what's going on. It doesn't really give much away, but it's a it's a time travel movie, and it's it's got Robert Pattinson in it, and um, uh, I forget his name, but it's Denzel Washington's son, and uh, it's just a weird Christopher Nolan movie, mm. but it needs to be seen in theaters. So I saw that best movie I've seen throughout the whole quarantine. Maybe I didn't really watch much, but it may be this weird little like um, kind of like art house horror movie that I saw um, with uh, fuck. What's the bitch's name? Um, I know Johnny Knoxville's in it. He just has a small role. We summoned the about. we summoned the darkness. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I really liked that movie. It was campy as fuck, and it, it was super eighties. And yeah, I really liked that movie, and it had a fucking the twist that the girls were the killers, and I liked that movie. Um, this movie called Becky was fucking awesome. It was like a real life Home Alone situation with mm-hmm. a girl that her uh, family gets like kidnapped by these fucking skinheads, and the main skinhead is played by Kevin James. And oh, yeah, I saw that. That's on Amazon, right? Yeah, or, it's yeah, it's on Amazon and Redbox. I gotta check that out. It is, dude. It is fucking brutal. It is so. Just think Home Alone with a girl and the the shit that they like. It's real. Like I'm about to watch that when she, I get home. She she takes a pencil and kills somebody with a pencil. That's just some of the most brutal shit that you'll. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a hard movie to like root for this girl because she's kind of a fucking like she's a, like 12, 13 year old girl and she's really just like hates her dad mm-hmm. and her dad's played by Joel McHale. So you're uh-huh. like, I really like him. He's nice. He's trying to be nice to you. The guy from community. Yeah. And they're, they're like, you know, they go to this cabin and his, her dad brings the new girlfriend and her son, who's like five and she's just pissed off. She thinks they're going to their family cabin to just get away. And she, he, he brings them to the, she's obviously not over her, her, uh, her mom's passing. And she's just pissed off that her dad's dating this new woman. And, then he brings the woman to this cabin, so she fucking takes off. And then, yeah, the, the skinheads show up and kidnap the fucking dad, and they're looking for this chest, and she fucking figures out what's going on, and, yeah, some shit ensues, and, yeah, it's it's pretty basic from there, but, it's it dude, it's super entertaining, and if you like, like, really brutal shit that's, like, random and funny, you'll, you'll like this. I'm 100% going to watch it. It's, it's, a dark, it's a dark comedy. For the same reason you like what we do in the shadows, or what is it called? What, what shadows? Uh, Something about the shadows with Johnny Knoxville and uh, Alexandra. We summon the darkness. Oh, we summon the darkness. And for the same reason you like that, I like the new uh, Babysitter movie. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Okay, well, it's it's got that that tinge of just like eighties like ridiculous B horror movie thing. And it's like, but they, they do this like modern twist on it. I think that's so interesting. Like when you, when you, you know, cross examine like eighties movies from 
from that time, you know, that were, were just crazy, like way too bloody, way too gory. The story was questionable. The acting was questionable. They take but the that, entertainment was there. The entertainment, 100%, exactly. I love those kinds of movies. And then, like, they're doing that now in 2020 with, like, our current, like, yeah. computer technology and whatnot. And I'm finding it very good. Even though, like, at first glance, I think without looking at it that way, it might appear to be kind of cheesy and kind of uh, just, like, too um, mainstream almost. You know what I mean? For our kind of taste... If you look at it that way, it's a it's pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I'll have to check it out. It's yeah, it's weird. The babysitter tries to kill the kid. It's you dude. Know, I that's the story basically. I just like it was fucking. It, it was brutal for a minute with with um, with the movies because it's like I'd find myself. I've I, I don't know if I don't know if I talked about this on the last episode, but I have a. I have a book that I keep a log. I've kept it since 2016, I believe. Mm-hmm. 2016 or 2017. Let me grab it real quick. I'll yeah. show you because it, it shows a little bit of my my craziness when it comes to movies. Wait, you wrote a book? It's not a book, but I'll show you. Show me, dude. So I've talked about this before, and um, so I have this black composition notebook in front of me. I started this in 2017. So basically, I was listening to a podcast, and they were like, and one guy was like, it was a movie podcast, and they they would just like talk about new movies that are coming out for that month. Like, here's all the new releases, independent movies, everything. Here's what's coming out this month and what they're looking forward to seeing and what they think is going to be good and what people should check out, blah, blah, blah. And one of the guys was like, my challenge this year is I'm going to try to watch 500 movies. And I was like, that's fucking insane. Like, Split connections? The, I, don't, I don't remember what the... I, I can't remember. I watch a YouTube channel called Flick Connections, and he watches a shit ton of movies and reviews them and is just like, check this out, check this out. Anyway. I can't I can't remember what it was, but because I don't I don't I don't believe I listen to them anymore. But yeah, uh, he was like, I'm gonna watch 500 movies this year, and I'm gonna try or I'm gonna try to. And the other guy was like, You're fucking nuts! Like, there's no fucking way that two movies. A like day, the one least. the one the guy that was saying that's a movie critic. He's an actual film like broadcast film association critic. So he was like, I'm gonna watch two movies. Yeah, I'm gonna watch 500 a, this year. I'm gonna try to at least. And he was, the other guy was just like, "No, f- you're fucking insane. That's not gonna happen." I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna start a log here and see how many I can watch a year. That's a fucking weird challenge, but let me see." So basically, this was like starting in 2017, literally writing down like if it's the first time I've seen it, if I've rewatched it, if it's a movie I've seen in theaters, Interesting. and it basically goes all the way. I haven't stopped. Like after the year, I just didn't stop. So, what's your most watched movie on the list? I have no idea. Oh, you haven't looked. No, I haven't looked at that. Um, Some of them I repeat. Some some, sometimes I I don't put repeats like that back on. But you're gonna have to revisit and let us know what the most watched visit. Yeah, twenty. Well, it's weird. It's weird to look back at like stuff like this. Like I'm like, so 2017, the first time I saw, I remember this very vividly. I had never seen the first John Wick. I had never 
give it a chance because my like the film snob and me was like that movie looks fucking stupid. Is that the the one with the puppy and stuff? Yeah, that's okay, what, yeah. that's what started the whole trilogy too. Like, and so I was like, this movie looks fucking stupid. And this was around the time where the second one was coming out. It's a cult classic and, now, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's a great fucking movie, and and it revitalized Keanu Reeves and all that shit. So my my snobbiness was like fuck Keanu Reeves and this movie looks stupid and this was around the time where the second one's coming out and I'm like fuck the second one and my buddy Robert who who like he, we were we were having like movie night a lot and Robert was he always had good taste in movies and was like dude you should watch it it's really fucking good so he brought it over and I watched it and it's like it's written down right here fucking January 4th of 2017 is the first time I saw John Wick and then you look I think the first movie that I saw that year in theaters was the first John Wick or some shit. Can John you, Wick 2 was the first movie I saw in theaters that year, February 10th. So it was like I was hooked at that point. And then you can look in here and see I saw John Wick 3 in theaters and it's fucking crazy. Like, and there's the date. And it's like, so I just kept doing this. And I, like, the most recent movie I just watched was uh, Netflix vs. the World, the documentary on uh, oh, Amazon Prime. Okay. And it's all about how Netflix got started and they, they started as like a mail service and. Oh, I, I used to participate. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting. It's very it was really cool. I watched that after I watched Borat, the second Borat. I just watched that. So, uh, what? Are, okay, so yes, let's 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 get into that. Um, Please. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, what what are your thoughts? Did you <laughs> did you like it? Um, I mean, something that stands out immediately was oh, I don't want to spoil it though either. I I've never talked about movies. On I mean, podcasts, so I, I mean, fuck man. Well, let's let's do like. Uh, a spoiler. Like let's main points let's do a spoiler warning, and then we can like talk about some stuff, but we won't talk about everything. Okay, I am not a professional at talking about movies, therefore, hey, I, I, trust I, me to not. I spoil shit spoil all. Shit. Yeah, I spoil shit all the time on shows. So, spoiler warning: if you don't want to listen to this, skip ahead for like twenty minutes. Skip ahead 15, 20 minutes. Oh, <laughs> Fucking, shit. I don't know. Yeah, I might as well just spoil it then. But like, basically, I'm just going to talk about certain scenes that stood out, like that period one dude. Oh my god! Where they dancing, dude. <laughs> Oh so gross, God. so fucking funny though, so cringe. I'm not sure what to think. I was like, what are they trying to say? Like, oh, I have no idea what he's trying to say because he he's very political. You know, he's going into yeah. political shit. Well, a lot, like, a lot of it, a lot of this movie. I I was saying it to a buddy of mine I work with. I was like, a lot of this is uh, a lot of the last movie. He was heavy on the Jew jokes, yeah. and this one isn't really heavy on the Jew jokes as as it is on the misogyny jokes. There's more going on, yeah. and. And it has a lot to do with the main character being his daughter and like all that kind of shit. So I was like, okay, the, this movie, the, the story wasn't there for me. Uh, it had a lot of highlights for me. A lot of the bits were hilarious to me. Mm -hmm. The story was just not there for me. Um, and my expectations were too high. Mm -hmm. I liked it a lot. There's a lot of fucking dude. My, I, I can't really figure out what my favorite moment is. I mean, the fact that he walked into to uh, CPAC dressed as like a, a fucking KKK person in the KKK robe and nobody stopped him and he went into the bathroom, then changed into the Donald Trump outfit is fucking epic, hilarious bullshit. Like that is so fucking funny, dude, that nobody stopped him. He's dressed like a fucking clan member and nobody said anything. They're all just like looking like horrified, but a couple people, get, yeah, did horrified faces <laughs> or said like, what the what fuck? The fuck? Right. Nobody came up to him, but he went right into the 
bathroom, took it off, changed into his Trump outfit. And like, I was like wondering the whole time in the preview, how did he do that? How did he get in there? How did he get that close to Pence? And it's like, you know that he fucking, that was all real when he was walking out and they were like carrying her, right? He he was carrying her over his shoulder. He's like, Michael Pence, I brought you. Pence is looking at him disgusted. Like, oh my God. All this. Okay, but, okay, wait. Let's just skip over though. We gotta be be real. Like Joe Rogan talked about it on his podcast, so I just want to bring up like the Rudy Giuliani scene. Okay, yeah, like, it's it's gross. It's what, creepy. What happened? What happened there? I think okay. So, dude, it's so it's so gross and creepy. I think that he you think he had the idea that maybe she wanted him or something possibly i think he might have but at the same time i think he was trying like to make her because she was to me she was coming off the whole time like you know she was nervous and like that he he was like her idol and she had said that like i look up to you and all this shit and she was like acting nervous and he was like trying to put her at ease and he was being really creepy about it Mm -hmm. but then afterwards it was like when they got up, when she asked him to go to the bedroom, which was really weird. Was and then weird. he, like, didn't deny it, which was also really fucking weird. But the fact that he was, like, laying down, like, yeah. And he was, like, but she grabbed him and, like, untucked his shirt. Like, you could see, I don't know if she, I don't think she untucked his shirt, but she's taking the microphone off. She had her hands around him, like, taking yeah. the microphone off, like, in a really weird way. And then he laid down, and that's when he, like, reached down his pants. Yeah. And he didn't really have his hand in his pants long enough to really do like it was down there. Like he was moving some stuff around, but it wasn't like he was, it wasn't no Jeffrey Tubin situation where he's fucking full blown jerking it on the fucking, you heard about that. Yeah. No, the CNN anchor that got caught on the zoom call. That was jerking it. Yeah. Jeffrey Tubin, dude, Oh Jesus. they were doing a fucking election night, like mock and, he was like thinking he was on another zoom call and he fucking Whoa. leaned his computer down and started fucking jerking it. Jesus. <laughs> Dude, I don't know about that, but I do know what I, what I gotta be real. Like I, I, I noticed she was kind of nudging him in that direction. She I'm definitely was, honest, but I think she was doing it to see what he, how he, would what he react. would do, what and he would exactly. I think that's sort of that's fair. the point. He knew he was on camera. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like he had the fucking, you know, he had to sign some paperwork. Oh about yeah, that for sure, dude. And you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, he thought he he thought he was gonna be able to get away with that. And, yeah. You know? And then Borat comes in and he's just like. What did he say? He's just like, get your hand out of your pants. She's 15 years she's old. She's 15. Like, she's too old for you. <laughs> she never, and then also she never mentioned that she was 15. Exactly. She she's, and she's not. I, I she's, gotta give him that. She's, she's an, act, yeah, she's an act. That was she's the whole, that actually, was the whole, that was the whole bit that, uh, you know, that was the, and I he thought did that. Try, he did try to see what he could get away he with. Did, he did. He did. And, and I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not condoning what he did at all. He, he it was fucking, it was creepy and gross and weird. I don't think it's like, is fucking crazy of a deal as everybody, but it's Borat. Doing she has a total right to see wh- how he reacts and totally make fun of him for it. She has a right yeah. to do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, they, they got him good. <laughs> they, they got him fucking good. And he was like the main, like Boy. after, after they failed on the, on Michael Pence, you know, on Michael Pence, it became Rudolph Giuliani. <laughs> it was good. Man. Dude, the fact that he was going to a faxing place, like an actual UPS. Like, Making him read everything, dude. <laughs> that was the funniest shit to me. I was fucking dying. He was a trooper, dude. 
Oh my god, that in I I can't make my mind up. I I think my favorite bit is when she goes into the Republicans women's thing and goes and makes the speech oh, and she's man. like telling the women like I've touched my vagine and I didn't get sucked inside and they're all like what are you talking about? And this is so fucking awkward and those that was like premium Borat awkwardness. Like that's it wasn't wasn't this one though more political than the original? Wasn't it like I feel like I Yeah, see- but Borat's always that's what I've kind of been like Borat's always been political. Like the first one he met with uh, in the first movie, especially he met with a Republican, like a hardcore Republican against gay rights and told him like, I come into your city. I have good night. You know, I go out with a couple of men. I, I come home to my hotel. We wrestle like in Kazakhstan. We have drinks like in Kazakhstan. Then I take a shower and one come in with take a shower with me. And, and he tried to shove a rubber fist up my anus. And, and, and the guy's like, you got a experience with a gay community. <laughs> it's a hardcore right, fucking right. Republican. Like, and he does that shit on purpose. Like, so, I mean, he's trying to see what this Republican's going to say. And, but he's definitely gotten more political for yeah, sure. Because the Who is America, that was some shit. Super dude. political. That was some shit. Dude. Oh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Dude, he, he blew some doors open there. I, I'm, if anybody hasn't seen that, like, man, yeah. he really. He, but I, he did I it with. He showed he, some things. He did it with. Ev- he, he made fun of everybody in that show, too, though. He oh, made yeah. fun of the hardcore, like, left leaning, the super leftists. Yeah. He made fun of them. And it's like, it really. But it shows like how some of these super fucking right wing people act, and they're fucking retarded. Like they really, and, and not meaning that in a bad way, but well, you know, they, like, like when he was in that Kings County, Arizona, or whatever. Oh, dude, that's he's the, like we, about the we mosque. Let, we let him live here. They were yeah. talking about the one black guy in yeah. town or whatever. We tolerate him. We, we tolerate don't like it. Him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that's bad news right there. <sighs> yeah, it just a lot of stuff like that. Well, he got happened, a, like yeah, they, he, people got exposed. He got a Georgia governor to take his pants off and yell the n word and yeah. run around and. Yeah, on camera. I mean, dressed as a Israeli trying to teach tactical. And he got, I mean, Dick Cheney to say some pretty fucked up things and sign a waterboarding (sighs) kit, you know? There was some shit on that one, dude. And now, so that was more of what I saw in this Borat. I I don't remember the original Borat, to be honest. Like, I, I remember thinking it was funny and remember, like, his mannerisms and character more than anything. I didn't remember the politics of it. So when I saw this one, I didn't, um, there's, I didn't see or expect politics. The, yeah, like, no, the, he's always been political. His his another one of his old school lines that was always I thought was hilarious. He would always be like, "We really in Kazakhstan, we really love your your premier George Walter Bush and his father Barbara." So like he would always you know joke about fucking his mom being his dad. Like Jeez. so like that was always a big joke that he would make, and he would do that like. He would go to Texas and he would do a big speech in front of like a Republican convention and he would say that shit. And it, those those parts didn't make the movie, but he did a lot of stuff in the old TV show like he would do that. He started making fun of like British people and how the but there are things about Borat that like I, I love the comedy. I don't like the fact like this one of the most cringiest moments of this movie, which is a funny ass moment, but it's so cringy, dude. And he probably felt like shit because he is a Jewish person. So he probably after the scene, like, About you know, the, the old lady scene, dude, is is like it shows like her, 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 man, her nose is bigger than yours. Right. He, Was that is that what you mean? Or? Man, he came dressed like a total fucking stereotypical, like what you would fucking make fun of, like a Jewish person. And these two old Jewish ladies. Yeah, Pat's going off to the bathroom again. I'll talk about this. But, yeah, these two old Jewish ladies, man, were just, like, the sweetest old women. 
And it's like, what the fuck, man? How could you even do that type of joke? Like with these women, then he ends up eating with them and they tell him the Holocaust was real. And in the story, he thinks that the Holocaust was fake. So he's just like, yeah, um, fucking some stupid shit about fucking, oh, the Holocaust is real. So he gets all excited about it and, you know, in a bore out way. But yeah, this movie was fucking funny. I don't know. It was pretty fucking entertaining. But yeah, I'm, uh, let's see. Uh, Pat's taking a, a pisser and I'm going to pack up another bowl ski. I know this is riveting stuff here at the 52 minute mark, but okay. Yeah. So you could have skipped ahead and now you're done. We're done talking about Borat. At least for now we're done talking about Borat. Go see it. It's on Amazon prime. It's pretty fucking funny. So yeah. Uh, uh there was some fucking shit going on in football today. The Packers won. The Titans lost. My two teams there. Titans lost on a missed field goal at the end of the game. They could have tied it, but they lost. It's fucking brutal. All right. Pat's back. Yeah. So, yeah, I was fucking... Borat. It's a stipulation I, Funny. Didn't, I didn't know about beforehand that everybody's going to know. I have to pee. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. I don't. I just refuse to do any editing. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll just talk between whatever. Nobody will care. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm gonna have to fucking take a piss here in a minute too. Keep drinking these beers. I say we just we just keep talking and pissing, and everybody will. Fuck feel it. like they're here in the room with us. Well, if you listen to Joe Rogan, every time he has, like, fucking Joey Diaz and shit on that, I gotta go fucking take a piss. Like, <laughs> he fucking gets up and goes. There's one episode where he has fucking Alex Jones on for, like, three hours and that one fucking fighter dude, uh, and they fucking, two of them go up and take a piss at least twice. So it's like. I, I don't think I've ever watched more than, like, the first 30 minutes. And then I watch, like, clips. You know what I, I mean? I listen to, uh, it just depends. I. When it comes to podcasts, um, I listen to the Adam Carolla show every day. Mm-hmm. I listen to the Ben Shapiro show every day. And then I have a movie podcast that comes out every Friday, mm-hmm. but I get it every Thursday. Like, hey, can only- I ask your honest opinion about someone? Who do you think? I, I wonder who, what you think about David Pakman. Have you heard of him or watched him? No, okay. I haven't. All right. I just, I want to know, because I mean... He's like considered a progressive or something. I watch him a lot on YouTube personally. He was a uh, one of Joe Rogan's guests, and one day I just decided to listen to him talk, and I was like, "Yeah, this guy." You know what I mean? Like that's how I feel. I've never heard of him. Uh, I'll yeah. I'll have to check him out. Yeah, um, tell me what you think. I'm I'm curious because if you like Ben Shapiro, it's a politically based show. Yeah, but they they disagree. So you would have to. Tell me what you think later okay, on a later yeah. date. Yeah, no, I, I listen to Ben Shapiro basically to get my news, and I know he's conservative, and I know like he's going to give a conservative news. You don't news. always agree? Yeah, and I don't always agree. Okay. But I listen to him because he's entertaining, and I've listened to other political shows, and they're just not as entertaining. 
And I just get my news like during COVID, he was being the most honest is like I was listening. I was watching a lot of news and it was like all fear. And I was listening to a couple other shows and it was like not a lot of statistics and a lot of other shit. And he was giving a lot of statistics on his show, like just a lot of facts and stuff like that. And he wasn't against mask wearing or any of that kind of shit. So it was like I appreciate the kind of and he's giving numbers per capita and per state and per stuff like that. And he's from California. So I'm getting these kind of like. I'm getting the numbers that I need to hear and certain things like this and the sources. So I, if I need to look it up afterwards, I can look up in that source and read all that. So I, I, I just listen to it because it's entertainment and I get my news in some sort of way and certain political things. I agree with certain I things I, I don't agree with. You I know? agree with, I agree with just getting your news in general is just like, you know, it's a, it's a way to do it. And plus he's like, I mean, I don't know if you could say he's biased, but, like he's definitely a conservative middle, people in the middle though tend to be less biased yeah but he's also a libertarian mm-hmm. and i lean more libertarian you Isn't know kind of in the middle though like it's like a right-leaning yeah it's a lot it's a lot of conservative values yeah is but it is more like it's anti-government mm-hmm. it's just the government leave me the fuck alone like mm-hmm. and i don't want the government i don't trust the government to do this so I don't want the, why should we trust the government to run, you know, healthcare, you know, I don't trust the government to take care of my social security. So why should I trust them to take care of my healthcare? So leave me the fuck alone. You I, know, I just think That's it's a healthy place of, to live in the middle though. I do agree yeah. with a few people on that. Like, I think a progressive is like a kind of more left leaning moderate or something like that. I kind of like identify more with that. Yeah. But, um, I'm not like, I just like, I think it's like, can I talk? Can I talk to you about like Prop sixteen? Did you look at that at all? Did, have you voted on that? Um, I I I voted. Um, uh, just uh, remind me because I don't really remember fully. Well, on God, all the, guess, there were so many props that I don't really remember on all of them, and I can't remember which ones I voted on. This one I, I voted quite a while specifically ago. Specifically torn on because it said it, it refers back to Prop two hundred nine. Do you remember that one back in like ninety six? I guess they reminded me on some videos. Um, but basically, it's just stating that if you vote yes, um, you're voting for uh, race and uh, gender to have a say in whether or not you get a job position. I mean, okay, yeah, now yes. And and then if you vote no, you're stating that you don't want race or gender to play a part in you you getting a job. Yeah. And I was like. I guess no would mean that it's a more Republican leaning vote. Yeah, and it, yes is a more liberal leaning vote. But I felt like I was torn on that one. To be honest, I was like, I, I, I believe I voted no on that one because it to me it feels like it, it's going backwards. Like that feels reasonable. We, to we needed, and I'm we, not. I don't consider myself a Republican in any way. But I did not think that it seemed right to. Base. We shouldn't. We shouldn't be discriminating, regardless of uh, like when it when it comes to to positions. It should be an equal playing field. Now it shouldn't matter on on gender or race. I didn't even like that as a prop. Like I was like, why is this a quite like? It's a bizarre thing to have should, in the state no of California. No matter who you are, you should have. If you are the most qualified individual, you should get the job. Exactly. No matter who you are, I I totally think that. I don't think that there should be any bias towards any race or religion. Or gender in any way ever. Yeah. Like, but like, is that, why is that a Republican thing? That's so that's, weird. To that's me. how politics has gotten so bizarre, man. That's, that's, that's consider, considered a conservative thought, but that's just a basic human decency type of thought. Dude. That's how, like, basic, normal 
decent people think. They they think that the mm-hmm. non-racist decent people think that way, man. Like, and that's considered, you know, it's it's weird. But it's I fucking have to weird. Think that there's some kind of like I think that liberals or you know left wings must believe that there's some kind of hidden agenda in there or something. And I don't, maybe I don't see it. Maybe I'm not educated in like what those might be, but like on, you know, like at first glance, that doesn't sound good to me. You know what I mean? Like, and like, I would consider myself probably more of a normal person. You know what I mean? Like, whereas like a, like I'm down here with the rest of us where, you know, I'm low, low income, I don't make a lot of money. I'm not a fucking... Yeah, what are they doing for you? Right. And, you know, I don't really pay attention, to be honest. Like, I don't even know... I probably don't even know a lot of the benefits that, you know, America provides for me. But what I can say is I I put honest thought into people's well-beings. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, if something doesn't seem like it's good for other people, I'm like, no, fuck that. Like, that doesn't sound right, you know? So... I don't know. I just wish that they would consider that more in politics. I think that they probably are um, muddying up things to make it more complicated so that they can get their way. And it's yeah. just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what is it's always, going on here? It's always about winning, man. It's yeah. a lot. It's, it's always about winning. It's fucked up. And, and especially with this election right now, it's, you know, I'm no Trump like supporter at all, mm-hmm. but I'm also not one of those people that just despises the man completely. And before COVID, you know, I didn't vote for Trump. I, I, I'm just going to full disclosure. I didn't, I, I did vote in this election. I did not vote for Trump. I voted for Joe Jorgensen, a libertarian. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm aware that a lot of my friends are into that vote. Yeah. I, not who I voted for. I, um, about it. you know, I don't fully support her. Mm-hmm. Um, she has some really left leaning, ideals and and but I, you know, she's a long shot and i voted libertarian in every single fucking election i've ever voted in so well, you gotta it just felt yourself, it felt it felt right i believe in some things that she stands for and she's the most reasonable to me so i just voted for her and you know i voted gary johnson in the last election and i voted ron paul before that so i've always voted That's for libertarian bro. so they've um, always met my ideals in the most most way but it, the last election the fucking the only thing that kept me from voting exactly how I wanted to vote this election, and that's just being... I mean, on all the props, I voted how I wanted to vote. Don't don't get that twisted. You know, all the props, all the mayors and the school board educators and whatnot, I voted how yeah. I wanted to vote. But with the president, I... Last time, it did come down to only Hillary or Donald. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, what the fuck? I mean, I guess you kind of have to play that game if, yeah. you're, if you... You know, if you want it to go one way or another, it seems like we kind of have no choice but to play that way. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like going back on what I was saying, Unless like the middle like, becomes yeah. more radical. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of like, yeah. wow, when no, is that going to happen? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, right. With, Oops. with, uh, with what I'm, with, with, with what, um, I was saying about Trump, you know, before COVID hit and everything, you know, everything for me, I was rather surprised because at the beginning of the, of the 2016 election, you know, I was just like, fuck this guy completely. And over time it was like, man, that, that there's hasn't been any wars. There hasn't been, you know, he says dumb shit all the time, but I don't really care about any of the dumb shit that he says because it's just, to me, like, whatever, fuck it. Like, I get it. Some people are off put by it. Some of the dumb shit is really fucking stupid. 
And what Trump? Yeah, Trump doesn't really bother me. Some of it's super entertaining to me, but the um, the economy was good. All this this was before COVID. The economy was good. The job market was good. Like the unemployment rates were fucking great. What do you think of his reaction to COVID? Uh, his reaction to COVID was bullshit, just like everybody else's reaction. And and he should take a lot of the blame because he's the fucking president. And his, his just the lack of owning up for any of it. You don't, yeah, you don't think he was a little bit casual about yeah, it. Yeah, he totally was. Okay. He was, he totally was. He was a fucking stupid about it. And like they, they weren't taking any of it serious. N- nobody was though. They were all acting like he was briefed on this shit way fucking in January, way early. And that's why he cut the travel to China. It was just like, okay, we'll cut the travel to China. And then I remember in in an in early interview, they asked him about about COVID. And this is when everybody was kind of like, you know, not taking. A, a big deal. And he said, it's, you know, we're not really serious. It's, you know, it's not really a serious thing, blah, blah, blah. And it's, and that's just, to he me, that's, wrong. that's bad. That's yeah. He was wrong. He was, he was wrong. And it's, it's total, you know, when he got it, I wasn't one of those people that was fucking laughing. I was one of those people that was like, man, this is serious shit because he is in a higher risk and he could fucking die from this. And nobody should wish death on the president, no matter how much you hate the man. And he, he fucking survived it and it's because he has top of the line fucking medical health and we should take that as something serious. You know, people should medical no, care. Yeah, yeah. Medical care. You know, you should say regardless of, you know, your, your social status or anything, you should understand, okay, we have some serious shit to be able to take care of somebody who's, you know, obviously overweight and mid seventies that's able to survive this shit, which the mortality rate for people like that is, is really high yeah. or like, whatever, you know, really low or whatever. So Yeah. He did survive because, you know, he is the president and they did everything. And now he acts like he's fucking he's immune and all this shit. But to me, I just look at him like he he is literally he's not a politician. He's a fucking goddamn reality TV host. He's like a stand up comedian. If you look at him, go out there and the way he fucking acts and everything, the way he's fucking talking. If you watch some of his rallies, he's just fucking giving them what they want. He's ridiculous. All day. But I will say, did you watch the debates this last week? The most recent one? Yeah, uh, I watched a uh, some coverage of it. I didn't really watch the whole thing in, in order. Yeah, so I mean, I watched a, a good majority of it. Um, you know, compared to the first debate, that was a total shit show, and it showed in the polls. Um, he he really fucked up in that one, and, and the polls really swung swung towards Biden. Yeah. And um, the Bi- Biden's been in the lead ever since. And in swing states, Biden has the lead in swing states. And over the last few weeks, it's been tightening, just like it was with Clinton. It's been tightening. And the polls still show Biden up, but they're a good sign for Trump. And after this um, debate, um, Trump really, he really nailed home. some for me, as like somebody in the middle, this is how I look at things. And this is how I, I look at things from a, a kind of just an, just, I look at things, don't be a hypocrite type of way. And I look at things with the media is, is if you're going to be one way with one person, you should be that way with the other. Hold the same standard because if you don't hold the same standard, then I can't take you credible. And a lot of these media people will throw softball questions to Joe Biden and people around Joe Biden. And then they throw these hard questions at Trump and, and it's like, okay, you should throw hard questions at Trump. He's the president, but you should throw fucking hard questions at Joe Biden as well because he's running for president. Mm. And there's this conception around that, you know, they, they got to do everything to make him look good to beat Trump. And everything's about beating Trump, getting him out of office. That's, every, that's the focus. Everything is about getting him out. And I completely understand that. But to me, it just it's so fucking hard to get 
any answers about anything. And there's these reports, you know, this is this over the last few weeks, we've seen some stuff with social media. I don't know if you've heard about any of this, but there was a New York Post report to come out about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the emails. And there's all these emails that are not so good looking emails towards Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and his deals with Ukraine and taking money and Joe knowing about it. And then there's this guy that came out that was his business partner with Hunter Biden that came out and said, you know, I don't want nothing to do with this, but my name's attached to these fucking emails. So now I have to come out and I've always been a Democrat, but now you guys are going to muddy my name. So he has to come out and talk about all this shit, but all his shit, it's, it's, it's backing up these emails Hmm. and Twitter goes in blocks the New York posts, um, suspends their account, says the report is unverified and it has no evidence to support it. While six months ago, they ran with a report, CNN and all these people ran with an unverified report about, you know, intelligence shit getting out and U.S. soldiers being killed by Russians and shit like this. That's all been unverified and written by people that had no fucking account to that stuff, which is still used like in, in, in this debate was used by Biden saying, you know, you let Russians, uh, Russian soldiers kill American troops and blah, blah, blah. That's an unverified report. While you're saying that you should stop talking about unverified reports about the emails and, you know, this kind of weird scandalous shit to me is all, it, it, it shouldn't be taken fully serious in, in every way. It's, it's all to, to muddy, like you had brought up to muddy up the waters of an election. I just, I mean, Trump, I I don't think that these kinds of things make Trump look bad, though. I think Trump makes himself look bad. No, he, he, to be honest. you're right. You're right. Like, he fucking, he lies every single day, dude. He, like, ma- like, he makes Jesus him. Jesus Christ, he hasn't told the truth one fucking time. He, he makes himself look. He doesn't look, really need to do much to he, make people be like. He makes shit, himself look bad, but then he says things like in this last debate. Now, this is something that, that for me, it's just, I, I hear him say this and it's like. He's 100% right. He asks Biden a question about China and all this shit, and Biden doesn't answer it. He goes away and does a political answer. And what, Trump... What is, the, what is the question? The question, they were talking about... Trump. Had, Biden had said something about him, the bank account in China. Mm-hmm. Trump had said, you're the one that takes money from China. Mm-hmm. Your son took money from Ukraine and China. And Biden doesn't go and answer the question. Like in some way, there was something else to it. But he doesn't answer. Trump says that's a political, st- exactly that, a typical political move. I'm not a typical politician. That's why I got elected. That type of, that's that's exactly why people vote for him. Because what Biden did was he swerved, he swerved around the whole point of what, and throughout the night he had been asking him specific things about these this fucking scandal that nobody had asked him about. You know, they're all saying this isn't real. And what? Yeah, but I got to say that Trump, he will completely ignore things, too. He will. He will. Like, a lot. Of, like He definitely will. He bullshits about a lot of shit. And that's the problem that's with... Not, it might not be a politician thing, but it's like a businessman thing, I've noticed. But I know? did I did notice this last this last debate. It was like, you know, they asked... He, he, Biden says something about his, what's up with you? You have a bank account in China. And his response is, yes, I have a bank account in China. I'm a businessman. I did business there. I was going to open a business there. I opened the account in 2013. And then the business didn't uh, fall. It fell through. And then I closed the account in 2016. Mm-hmm. So he, that's to me, that's an answer. 
You know, it's like, why do you have, and it may not be a truthful answer, but at least it's a fucking answer. You can fact check that shit later on or whatever. And I can, you know, you can fact check it and it can be false and whatever. And then, then you can see it, but that was on, on the stage. That's an answer. Mm -hmm. So we can now move on. And when you give, like, I just want to know, you know, if you're going to give a corrupt, like, I don't vote for, for either of these people because they're both to me, like Trump says the swamp. They're all fucking swamp creatures. They all are. That fucking two-party system. They all have their own fucking hands and their own bullshit. And it's like we had mentioned earlier, it's all about fucking winning, man. But what's his, but what's his um, you know, his whole point? I think, I think he's trying to keep the job. Trump? Yeah. Just, as, just to keep the job, the money flowing in. Definitely trying to keep the job, for sure. Um, but I, I mean, but why, though? There's, he I mean, there's agendas out there for Republican agendas, and yeah. and and he has. I don't think he has our best interests at heart. At the end of the day, I think he's looking out for himself. Um, but I mean, just like the rest of the politicians, you know yeah. what I mean? I, yeah. I don't, I, there's like there's the definitely the day, there's definitely gain do? in this. I look at it a little. I I mean I I see it just. To, I mean I see there's there's the, definitely a lot in it for him, but at the same time, it's like. This fucking guy, this fucking guy, he's making deals the right way for himself, but it's also before COVID shit was really good for everybody. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I was looking at a fucking, I was making more money fucking during this time than I was working at my last job. And I was making, I was making more money. I was getting taxed less, I should say, Mm. because my, and and I was making more money because I'm working at a better company, but I was getting taxed less. I barely and ever notice what's going on, dude, as far as like always look at my how finances are affecting me. Always like, look at what I'm, I'm like, getting taxed. And I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not a, a difference. I don't know. Not a huge difference, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a difference. You know, it, it, it helps. And you, my tax returns were bigger. You know, when you file for your tax returns, I had the biggest tax return the last two years. Mm. The bigger the biggest my, the whole time I've ever been working, you know. Yeah. And I was like, wow. You know, it's like that's shit that you know who knows what the cause of it was and it may not have been his policy who knows but he's the fucking president at the time and i don't give him credit for that shit the shit i give him credit for the main thing that that i've been really impressed by trump has been his foreign policy mm-hmm. and that's the main thing the fact that we haven't been in a war he met with whether you hate it or like it he met with fucking kim jong un and there's no problems with North Korea, which meanwhile, was... Meanwhile, though, there's, like, about to be a war in America. Oh, yeah, I mean, there Americans. is... That, that's a whole... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a whole ball of wax. But there isn't... There hasn't been a, there hasn't been a war outside of the country. That, foreign policy-wise, you know, that he, there was a lot of tension between North Korea. If you can remember, when he took over, there was a lot of tension. They were about to fire off this gnarly ballistic missile. They were threatening... North Korea? Yeah, they were threatening South Korea. Then he met with him, and regardless of your thoughts of all that shit, you know, I, I, the first U.S. president to ever meet with a North Korean leader. It's a fucking impressive thing. You know, it's, it's two fucking crazy people talking to each other, and the way he talks about him is fucking what you would expect Trump to say about, you know, but he probably thinks of Trump as he thinks of like Dennis Rodman. Oh, this guy from apprentice running country now, you know, like (laughs) I'm being super fucking stereotypical of, of Kim Jong-un, but fuck him. So, I mean, you know, there, the foreign policy shit, the stuff with the stuff with, uh, Israel and stuff, you know, moving the, the embassy to Jerusalem is a big one for me. Stuff like that. I don't know, but politics is fucking meh. I don't know. 
Pat's off to the to the bathroom again. Let's see. Let's. I'm getting fucking buzzes on my on my uh, phone for for baseball games. I'm gonna have to take a piss after this. But um, yeah. So last night was a fucking crazy, insane game. Uh, the Dodgers lost in, in the the ninth to the Rays, eight to seven. That was the most insane walk off moment I might have ever seen in a World Series game. Me personally, uh, Dodgers are up currently right now in the middle of the third, three to nothing. So, ugh, Dodgers, ugh, man, fucking Corey Seager just been on fire. He uh, looks like Jock Peterson hits a home run and Seager hits a double. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, Seager just has an RBI. But yeah, he's just been on fire. Kershaw pitching tonight. Tyler Glass now pitching for the Rays. So let's see. And then Monday night football, Seattle's up 13 to 7 over the Cardinals. This won't make any sense to anybody fucking like a week and a half later because <laughs> it's going to be by by this time the World Series will be over and this game will be 2 weeks old, but yeah, okay, Pat hold down the fort now fucking cuz I got to take a piss. So fucking talk about That's whatever. That's totally fair. Um just ramble wait, on. Wait, who who is your audience? What do, what do they I have no idea. I, I, I tell everybody that I don't fucking, I don't look at anything. I don't really communicate with anybody. I don't know. People listen all over the, like whenever I look, there's people lo- listening from random places. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I don't really look at my numbers or anything. But, yeah. but yeah, so I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> well. I don't, I don't know anything about politics, but. I'm here talking with Johnny. We don't got the exact same, you know, views on everything, but we're talking it out, you know. I think that's that's been kind of the theme lately in politics is we're talking it out, you know. There's also the extremes, you know. There's people on each side that have extreme beliefs, whether you're a liberal or a dem- or you know, or a Republican. <laughs> Sorry, I've had a few beers. But I mean, at the end of the day, you have to come to some sort of, you know, you have to put up with something on the other side so that we can all get along. Might as well try to meet in the middle right away. I think the extremes have got to go. And that's just my two cents. Just from a regular guy, Johnny's coming back to save the day. I was just saying how I think that the extremes on both sides have got to go away. Me and Johnny are talking about this right now. We're we're both in the middle and we're coming to some sorts of agreements here in different areas. And meanwhile, there's people in extreme. I, I totally agree. Extreme areas, you know what I mean? And it's just it's divi- It's just so divisive, man. Like at the end of the day, Trump is participating in an extreme belief system, and yep. I don't think he's good. For those people that, you know, and I don't think somebody like, I don't know, shit. I actually don't even know any extreme liberal politicians, to be honest. I can't think of any. Like, Kamal Harris. Bernie, I guess Bernie Sanders, to be honest. Like, Kamal as Harris. much as I like. Bernie Sanders would definitely be an extreme. Does he qualify as an extreme liberal? Yeah, he's an, he's an extreme leftist liberal for sure. For me, um, yeah, a lot of his policy. And he's been, for me, I look at how long you've been in office, you know. He's been in office for a long time, and what has he done? Personally, I I like what he has to say, but 
the people that no a that, lot um, a lot of what he has to him, say is great. Yeah, but and it's a, the people that follow him though are extreme on the on the left. Yes, I they don't, are. Like, I don't like that. Um, and and yeah, to you saying that they're that way for a reason. They're extreme because his fucking beliefs are extreme. They're passionate about those beliefs because his fucking beliefs are extreme. They want that shit to be real because it's not normal. And to me, his, his a lot of his things he says are wonderful. You know, it, it would be fucking awesome. It would be in a perfect world. But it's just not possible without having extreme tax rates and cutting the way that our country works. And I understand that, like, one thing for me that's a big thing is I don't know. I I look at like how you how how can we we get out of like this this mentality of like feeling like everybody's out to get us type of thing or whatever and just worry about like our lives and and being successful and whatever we have to do to be successful in our own way and whatever that is, you know. Let's deal with things on a on a case by case basis. Yeah. Exactly. Instead of generalizing so much. And I feel like a lot of things, it's just, especially political nowadays, it's, it's just, it's, it's, everything's about muddying things up, man. It's, it's hard to fucking figure it out. And, and we're in California and we're kind of a little slice of conservative, you know, you're in Stockton and you're more, you know, you're, you're, you're more in a liberal area. Stockton's more of a liberal city. The, the mayor's liberal, but there is cons- this is a conservative area. And I and I got I wanted to bring this up with you is there's you know because I think anybody listening outside of California should know that this part of California is not mostly liberal. I would say in in yeah, any way. I think even it's minority very, it's people, very conservative. A lot of Mexican people I know kind of think more along the lines of a yes. you know. A, a moderate or like a, a or someone even kind of libertarian more on the yes. libertarian side. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot it's of I wouldn't say it's full blown Republican, but it's a lot of conservative values, and a lot of it has to do with you know there's there's things out there like religion, mm-hmm. you know, religion is a big thing in in our area, That's you know, true. and religion, family, yeah, family, religion, the nuclear family, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. That's embraced by the conservative and Republican the party, American dream, kind yeah. Of. And the that whole idea isn't really embraced by the Democrats. It's e- and, and it's interesting because just like literally, you know, an hour west over at the Bay Area, it's totally totally different. Totally, like you, yes. you know, you got your cancel culture all day. Yes, you know, stuff I disagree with personally. Just like, man, it's in, <laughs> people are going to hear me saying this stuff. I I don't know what kind of responses I'm going to get to be honest. It's, it, I don't know if anybody's going to listen that disagrees with what I'm saying, but I've been kind of afraid. Um, recently, I got um, deactivated off of uh, Lyft, my Lyft app, because uh, a, a woman accused me of asking personal questions. I, w- I was afraid, dude. Uh, Lyft is a San Francisco-based company. Yeah. I was kind of afraid like that they're just going to believe whatever she said I did. You know what I mean? Like, just because, yeah. like, that's kind of the culture right now in San Francisco, right? Exactly. Now. That's where I grew up, where I consider myself more, like, I belong there more than anywhere in the world. Yeah, you're a Bay Area more kid. Than, more than these people that have moved there to be in that Silicon yes. Valley life. I I consider myself more with those people, the locals and everything. 
So I, I had just kind of, I was afraid that I was going to get fucking canceled, dude, and just be deactivated yeah. off a lift just because somebody accuses me of something that totally wasn't true, man. Like, she said I was asking her personal questions. I don't, I don't ask anybody any questions, dude. Like, I'm like, I'm quiet, you know? So anyway, I was just... It's a bizarre time, man, and I mean, I got... I think I think that's just a my, scary place for men. Is all I'm my, saying. Like I don't want to. I don't want to say that. Well, listen, it's and even you saying subject, even you, know? you saying that right there, some people would be like, "How dare he say that?" And and it's fucked up because it's like, why is our opinion any less valuable? Because dude, we're men, and like it doesn't fucking matter. Like I'm you, a poor man, dude. Like, yeah, I don't make a lot of money. Like if they would have deactivated me, I would have been in significant danger yeah. of eviction. You know what I mean? Like it's just like. Yeah. You know, have some fucking and I mean, decency, dude. Don't I used to I used to work with a, a with a guy at my old old job at the the auto parts store I worked at and he was a gay guy and and he would always, you know, fuck with me and joke with me, you know, like about these certain things. He would and I was always say like you must think I'm just, you know, a cisgendered straight white male that, you know, and <laughs> and and and, and I would say that to fuck with him and he'd be like, "Yeah, I do think you're like that." Yeah. And I'd be like, why though? Because that's not who I am. Like you, if you took the time to like actually, and I'd sometimes get pissed about it, like whatever, like, you know, you can think that, but that's not who I am. Like I may come off a certain way to you because I, you know, I'm just outspoken and I'm, and I'm opinionated and I say things like, and I, I cuss like a sailor. If you know me personally, I may be talking about, a, I may be telling you a story about something and a female may come up and I'd be like, that bitch went, ended up saying this in it. And I'm not saying it in a fucking derogatory way. You know, I came up and I'm only 29, but I came up in a, in a time where it wasn't really, I'm not fucking saying it in a way where, where I'm meaning anything personally by it. You know, unless I, it just depends on the context of what we're talking about for sure, and, and that type of thing. And I remember he would always, you know, we would talk about movies and he would always ask me, what do you think of this movie? And he would totally expect me to hate it. I mean, I remember Lady Bird being one of them. Mm-hmm. Have you That's seen Lady Bird? Yeah, I like that movie. I loved that movie. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. And it's, and it's awesome like because we're, comics, we're yeah. close to this area, you know, it's Sacramento and it has a lot of the, the scenes that we know it's and like stuff an like indie liberal yeah. vibe. Yeah. Like, and it's very, it. it's very good. It's from a girl's perspective, but it's still, you understand like the high school, like it's all very similar mm-hmm. that the, the fucking struggles of being in high school. And this is from a relatable. woman. Yeah. It's relatable. You're from a woman's perspective. Doesn't really matter, but it's, cool that that they're doing it and and he's expecting me to be like fuck that movie and all this shit and i'm like i loved it Mm -hmm. i I really it's one of my favorite movies of this year i loved it and he was just like wow i didn't expect that but then i remember like six months later he asked me if i had seen this movie call me by your name and i was like i watched a half hour of it and i hated it and i turned it off he's like why'd Mm -hmm. you hate it because it's about gay dudes and i was like no i hated it because it's just not my type of fucking movie it was stereotyping it was fucking boring and it's not my type of movie. Like I give movies the thirty, the thirty minute test. If I fucking can't get into it in a half hour, I'm not gonna waste the next hour and a half, two hours of my life, whatever it is. He was stereotyping. You. He told he was. Yeah. And I just was like, this is a kid who who's a super liberal, you know, whatever. And and I, I don't care. But I was always just like, whatever, fuck that's, it. That's scary. That that's okay though. Like, yeah. If you're coming from that side, it's okay. And if I said anything to him, like, man. what the fuck, man? He would have been like, you know. He would, but I was always really cool with him, and he was always, dude. He was always like fucking hitting on me and shit, being like sexually harassing me 
like in the workplace, but I didn't give a shit because it's like, I don't fucking care. He never touched me or anything like that, but he would always say like off color jokes and shit like that, that, you know, if I was super fucking weird, I'd be uptight about, but I don't give a shit. I'm really mellow and I don't care about shit like that. So it was like, he would say things that I would laugh and be like, that was weird. He would walk away. That was weird. Fucking whatever. But that kind of shit doesn't bother me. There's something and to that be should said. be a tell yeah. right there. That should be an instant tell. No, like is. this fucking person doesn't care. Like he's not, he should fucking, you know, but why are you trying to always trying to prove something? You know, I don't like that type of mentality. There's something to be said about us dudes just out here in the middle. Like, uh, and I, I mean that in many ways, like I'm white, right? But I'm also Puerto Rican. You know what I'm saying? And so both sides of the colored scheme don't really and I grew up in yeah. a suburb. So both sides of the color scheme as and yeah. far as people don't really see me as one or the other. Yeah, and I mean you Whites have don't see me as you white. have darker skin. Brown people don't see me as brown though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They'll be like, "Yeah, you you know, you're brown." But it's like they I'm, don't know what I you talk are. White. I, I yeah. have white. T- I grew up listening to emo and pop punk yeah. and shit like that. So I, I I have a lenience in that direction as far as like what entertains me and whatnot. But um it's just it's it's interesting being here right now because we're probably the least thought about uh, genre of person. Yeah, like it's it's interesting and it it's kind we don't, of scary. We, we don't matter. It's kind of scary, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm, you know, like I know that, like I've, <laughs> I feel like I've always been the kind of person that really cares about women and really cares about colored different colored people and like my, especially my people like yeah. Latin people and like of course black people like I always have cared and I I feel like I'm in a in a category just because of who I am of I might not care yeah. <laughs> or if I say anything leaning in one direction or another it appears that I don't care yeah and I'm like it, it's a and scary dude, that's, place to be that's the fucked up thing you know like this is a great thing to talk about because you know I was raised I was raised my my dad, you know, like my dad's Italian. He he's dark skinned like you. He, he he's got really dark skin and I'm white as can be, you know, and my cousins like every Christmas we go over to my cousins. I always have to explain to friends like my dad's dad. So my grandpa, but not my grandpa I grew up with, like my dad's dad died when my dad was six days old. Now, he was full blown Italian. His grandparents like his parents came over from Italy. So my dad's grandparents they came over from italy both of them he's at least 50 percent. he's he's at least yes so his cousins who we spend christmases with and and easters and stuff like that they're all you know they're all dark skinned they're all italian you know and then the kids are all you know white kids you know they're just because they're mixed mixed with the other you know whatever and it's it's always weird to me because it's like dude my grandparents like my great-grandparents both came over off the boat like a part of my ancestry came over literally like you could trace it to 1912 and 1915 or whatever it is, you know, like I've looked it up, like y- you could trace it the both of them. So it's like, that's on my dad's side. Like, I don't know nothing about my mom's side of the ancestry, but I know a lot about my dad's side. And it's like, they were off the boat before fucking anything like crazy. So it's like, it's weird when you look at like how there's so much resentment nowadays. Like you, you know, there's so much like we don't are because of who we are, what category we fall under we don't really our opinions and and whatnot don't really get taken to a certain or we can say something that make us look 
racist or whatnot. There's a lot of things we could say that make us look bad. Racist, homophobic, Both you know, misogynistic, all that kind of thing. And and going back to, you know, the way I was raised, I was raised by, uh, by a good family that, you know, I, I, have, I have an older sister and I was resp- raised to respect women because I have an older sister and my mom, you know, my mom's one of my favorite people in the world, you know, like. I respect women fully, but you know, I say, I call women bitches, you know, and I say the word cunt, you know, but I don't mean it. And I, I would never call a woman a cunt ever, ever like that's fucked up. But I call people cunts as like how British people use the term. You know, I got told on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. I always say I've troll a lot of people on Twitter and I had said something about something, said something about calling some, I called some guy a cunt and he, and he had responded to a black guy and he responded saying, that's basically calling a black, per- like calling a black person, the N word. Oh and I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, and he was like, I have a daughter and a, a mother and, and a grandmother. Would you ever say that to them? And I was like, I have a sister and a mother and a grandmother. I would never say that word to them because it's disrespectful, but I would say it to somebody like you because you're acting like a fucking cunt. Like I'm meaning it as, in, in the British fucking term where they use it as like bitch, you know, it, don't take these words. Australia yeah. Or Australia or whatever, you know, fuck like, come on. Le- like that's the type of thing, you know, I was raised to where my parents had, you know, they were rather well off when I was growing up. But then that only brings up the question then, is it okay to use the N word at somebody who's not black? <laughs> I've now I'm not gonna lie, I've used it, but I try not to as much as much as possible. Right. When you don't use it directly at someone as a derogatory term term who is black, is that okay? Because it's okay to use the word cunt at a man or like a boy. Yeah. I yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I yeah. You wouldn't do what? I wouldn't I I wouldn't I try I, yeah, I, I wouldn't use the N word in that way, yeah. That's what I mean. Is it is that the same logic though? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, it's, it's that's an interesting thought because I mean, you know, I just had it. It was random. Yeah, I that is a really that is a really interesting thought. I, I mean, had, I, have I wasn't to, trying to get no, gotcha there. I was no, that is just like, it's really it just it, it really it's it's a really interesting thought and it's a really good thought because it's like that's something that I just wouldn't like. It's because it's something that like. I used to I used to say like I used to say things just like I used to be like that. I used to say things like it didn't matter. Yeah. Like and whatever, these words are fucking stupid it and didn't like have a meaning to Yeah, and, and like the N word especially, I used to say it because it was like fuck it, it sounded funny and, and I'm and I'm just gonna say it. But it's like it's a fucked up word. It's like saying kike or something like that, you know, and like it's, it's stupid fucking or, shit like or faggot. Yeah, or faggot, you know. I used to say that shit too. Yeah, it's it's I used to say all that type of shit. And it's like when you're young and dumb, you say stupid shit and you kind of say it for whatever reason to get a reaction or whatever, whatever you're trying to say it. But it's over time you just realize this is fucking stupid. And I mean, cunt, yeah, it, it, I like to say it like like I said, I just like to say it like the, the use it as a bitch. But there, call, and yeah. then also to what counterpoint you, what my point just was, um, there is no country in the world that uses the N word for fun like Australia uses cunt for fun. Yeah. yeah. I just also want to make that clear. Like there there's no country where it's okay to just say that for they, fun. You they know say I mean? it like it is how we say Except bitch. Maybe here. Maybe here it's okay because black people can say the N word. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Unless you and I mean some Mexican people like like gangster Mexican people can oh, get yeah. away with and it. Can, for, for some sure. reason they get away with it. But it makes sense because yeah, it's it's from where you're from. I think if you come from the neighborhood, I guess like if they if black people say it's okay 
then you're good. Then it is okay. Then you're you. good. If not, then you should maybe shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I've like I said, I'm not going to deny it. I've fucking said the shit, and I my Instagram name used to have, you know, used to be rather, rather derogatory and have the N word in it. And really? I'm not, yeah, I'm not fucking proud of it. No but. wonder Tyson didn't want to be on the show. Well, no, Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Tyson used to be friends and say say equally as fucked up shit like that. I've heard him say is just as fucked up shit in mocking tones. We used I believe to, that. We used to say that kind of shit mocking like like rednecks and stuff like that like mocking it Mm -hmm. and you know oh didn't you used to put the d's instead of the g's is that what you're talking about well the well dude oh my god that used to be our that that. used to be our group name is the knitters Everybody knew us as the knitters. I'm sorry for and laughing I didn't, if that's offensive. And I didn't. I, I rem- it just nostalgic. I didn't. For me yeah, I, I didn't was, create that. That wasn't me that created that. I was just a part of the group. Was it Chris? I don't. It wasn't Chris either. I can't remember who created. it. I think it was like three young. Maybe uh, your roommate. It was my roommate and and I think our friend Mikey and Bryson. It might have been maybe give or take one or two other people. Mikey White or what yeah, Mikey Whitesides and then Bryson. I think it was them three and then Cameron. I think it was actually no. I think it was Cameron White. Our friend Cameron White created it. And it was just like, I don't know. Yeah, that's like it was like a variation of ninja. Yeah, like yes. I I never was offended by it um, personally. Nobody ever was really. And that's the thing. And I and I always identified as like a liberal too. So I never really thought. Yeah, I thought it was a thoughtful phrasing. (laughs) I never really. I I never. I mean, I just. I never really used to. Never meant it in a bad way. I never used to really have any empathy for anything. I used to like not in a way like that. Like I cared about people, but I never used to really care about anything other than my small little circle. Like just fuck it, whatever, whatever. Yeah, this is offensive to a certain group of people. Yeah, I may say. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I used to be like that, and it's stupid. And and I've learned from that. I grew from that. I'm not fucking. You know, I'm not. 20 years old anymore I'm 29 and it's not okay to say certain things so it's like I don't know but I totally agree with what what, what you're saying about it. it's weird we're in a weird time right now like going back to like okay I was I was raised in a family that was like well off in a way to where but they every year my dad would would teach us like we would go out and he would every year he would pick like 10 to 15 Make a or not make a wish uh, over off of in uh, Lodi. There's a fucking what is it? Um, fucking uh, it's not goodwill. It's uh, it's adopt a child or some shit. They would do like the the Christmas thing, mm-hmm. and you know you only have to like buy them a toy or something. My dad would buy every single fucking kid a bike, like ten to fifteen kids a bike, fucking full things of clothes, all kinds of shit, and we would go with them while they would buy the shit. All this kind of stuff. And I remember being always really young, being like, why are we doing this? And my dad being like, this is, I'm teaching you something. Like, we have what we have to give back to. Like, my dad grew up fucking poor. And this is what I'm going to do to help. Like, you know, I have money now, so I'm going to show my kids that you, you, if you ever fucking get to where we're at, this is what you should do. And I'm not well off, but every year for Christmas, I feel like I should do that because it's the right fucking thing to do. And that's like how I know I'm a good person type of thing. You know, I don't think about any of this other type. Yeah. I may say stupid shit, but that's how I know. Like, I wish I could be able to do that type of behavior. It doesn't matter what skin color you are or anything. I wish I could help people that aren't being able to be helped. Like, fucking poor and whatever. And I'm not fucking well off. 
but I was just raised that type of way. And I was raised to not see any of that type of shit, you know, skin color, regardless. It's, it's always just help people that need to be helped. And that, that just brings up that. I think, I think something that is lost today right now is intentions matter. Intentions matter. And I mean, like when somebody fucks up and they, that wasn't their intention. I think you gotta listen. Yeah, I think you should. They at least deserve your, you know, and context for a middle for you know your your attention for a second. Just like let them explain, try to understand. You know what I mean? Because not everybody is out to get the the person that you you know what I mean that you think they are or whatever. You know, like it's just you know there's people out there who you might consider a bigot or a racist or something and they just don't they truly don't understand yeah and they truly they truly do care about everybody that they come into contact with regardless of their skin color and their you know their choice of um you know lo- who they love and whatnot it's uh, just like well dude have you that's important to do remember. you know do you know who fucking uh, daryl davis is you heard of that guy actually haven't dude you gotta fucking check out his joe rogan interview and then watch his documentary or watch his doc then watch his joe rogan he's a he's a black guy and he's like a jazz pianist and he's got fucking such a crazy story i heard him on the joe rogan show and then i watched his doc and he he um in the 80s he played this show and he met this guy that was like a member of the clan Mm -hmm. and the guy was like came up to him and was like, I've never seen a black guy play piano like, you know, so-and-so. And was like, well, I learned from this guy who learned from this guy. And he was like, what the fuck? No, that can't be true. Like, and he just kind of befriended this guy. And over time, he, the, the after that show, the guy told him, here, uh, let me know when you come back with this band. I'd love to bring some of my friends out. Like, just show them your, your, your music. So that's what he did. He called them the next time they came through and said, hey, you know, I'm playing at the same bar. If you want to bring some people out, so he did. And I af- need to watch this 100. percent After the show, Daryl Davis. Daryl Davis. And after the show, he came up to him and and he was talking to him and his friends and and his friends were kind of fucking with the guy and telling him, hey, you know, tell him, tell him, tell him. And he's like, tell me what? Tell me what? And he's like, um, I would never hang out. I would never, you know, in a normal circumstance, I would never talk to somebody like you. And he's like, well, why is that? He's like, well, because I'm a member of the clan. And he's like, well, why wouldn't you talk to somebody like that? Like, you know, why would you talk to me? And he just, I don't know. Like, it's not something we do. So then he just, he starts answering. It goes into his whole philosophy. Like, his whole thing is when he was a kid, he experienced, the first time he ever experienced racism is when he was, he was in a military family or something. They moved around a lot. And he was in the Boy Scouts and he was doing some parade and he was holding an American flag and a bunch of people in the crowd were throwing things at him. And he thought maybe he was doing something wrong, but then the adults came and surrounded him and protected him from all the things being thrown. Now, afterwards, the adults kind of told him what was going on. And then his parents explained to him what racism was. And his question from, he was like 10 and his question from there on out was why would somebody hate me if they didn't know anything about me? So then it was always about asking that question. So then he asked that question to this guy in the clan. Why would you hate me if you don't know anything about me? And it stumped him. He was like, I don't know. Like, so then they became friends from there. He got this dude's information, you know, realized this guy is a member of this clan and the clan leader is this guy. And he wants to talk to the clan leader. And this guy's telling him, no, like you shouldn't do that. That's dangerous. Well, 
he ends up having a meeting with this clan leader, befriending the clan me- leader. There's this crazy footage out there of him going to a clan rally, like a CNN coverage of this in the eighties of him going to a clan rally and the leader of the clan, like there's people at the clan rally, like saying shit to him and the head of that clan saying like, I, I respect this guy more than I respect some of you out there because he respects me more than you are, blah, blah, you know, the way that you treat each other, he shows me more respect enough to listen. He may not agree with me, but, and it was like the whole point of that was the word respect. He may not agree with him, but he shows him enough time and effort and respect to listen to his thoughts. And I always found that really like fascinating. That whole documentary is fascinating about how the whole documentary is him going around to like, he is, he does this to this day. He's converted fucking hundreds of clan members to leave the clan. I need to watch this. He takes their robes. He has all their robes. He, he fucking, he's friends with current clan members. I recall the picture and everything now that you're talking about it. And it's crazy. I think it's important to also remember though, which is a weird thing. And I just have to point this out just to be a devil's advocate is there's people out there that do befriend black people with those beliefs and continue to yeah. maintain the beliefs. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's weird. To- it's dude. fucked up. It's weird. It's totally weird. What? Are you, so you're like, yeah, I know that there's nothing wrong, and I know that it's totally possible for them. Maybe to be good fear. People, but who knows? I still believe they're that. so deep that there's fear. I'm like I, what, dude? I don't know. I find that kind of shit. I find it all rather interesting to to like talk about that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. We got another. We got another update here. We got another update here in the baseball world. That'll be over in a couple of weeks. Oh, it's uh, three to two still, uh, Dodgers. But the Rays have come back here, and this um, this kid with the Rays is fucking. Oh, what the hell is his name? Randy or or I don't know. Arazan Reno. I don't fucking know how to say his name, but he just broke the record again for fucking. He just keeps breaking records for the hits in the postseason. Um, yeah, so they're they're climbing back into this. Let's go Rays. Fuck the Dodgers. Sorry, Nick. Um, yeah, we're getting into this one, dude. We're almost two hours into this bad boy. Let's see. We're fucking sipping on the beers. Uh, we're sipping on the fucking. Oh, we got a couple fucking. We got more shit to talk about. I don't know. Uh, I just bought this fucking crazy ass LED light strip, dude. Fucking grab that box right up there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at this. <laughs> look at that thing. A light. I bought this thing at Kohl's, this light strip. It's like an LED light strip, and it's fucking 16 feet, and it's got a sticky adhesive on the back, and it's got a remote control, and it comes on a little spindle, and it's like their lights for the living room. And I'm going to hang them up all around the top of the... And I was like, these things are fucking dope. It was on sale for like 20 bucks. I got those all over my house right now. I was like, this thing's fucking sick. I was like, I hope they work. I heard that. I hope they work good. I was like, yeah, because as you can see in there, there's hella movie posters and shit like that. But yeah. I'm going to pack them Let's see here. Um, Let's see. What can we... What can we... What can we discuss? We've got we've gotten so deep. It's like it's harder to get deeper. <laughs> we've talked about a lot of shit. Uh, we can talk about more shit. Um, 
I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what we can talk about. Well, what, dude, like, who who's been musically inspiring you lately, bro? I know, I know you're nobody. <laughs> nobody really. Uh, <laughs> I had a podcast with Chris not too long ago. Where we were just like, we only listen to podcasts. Um, I really like. Actually, that's not really true. There are some stuff. Um, let me pull my phone out because I, I can. I can say you did. Uh, this brings up. I forgot totally. This brings up the last time you were on the show. You had posed the question of bands I had, bands or artists I had listened started listening to after high school that I really wasn't into during high school, and whatnot. And at the time, it kind of caught me off guard. Like, fuck, that's a good question, but I I don't really have a good answer and I was like a lot of classic rock stuff that but that was all stuff that I grew up on really listening to and just stopped listening to over over high school years I would have to say there like the top one that I I can't believe I didn't it didn't come to me but it was it would totally be Metallica because I wasn't a Metallica fan at all during high school or growing up at all I be I like knew their songs knew the, the hits wasn't a huge fan then after high school, like a couple of years after, we would always go to my buddy Cody's house and the house that I that we did the last episode out that I ended up moving into, and we would play Guitar Hero Metallica like every night, and I just started playing certain songs on there, like deep cut songs, like fuck these songs are awesome, and then I just started listening to them all the time, and then I went and saw them live, and it just fucking totally it was this like this was pre COVID, this was pre uh, everything yeah all pre COVID this was years ago, uh, the first time I saw them live I think it was twenty fifteen. Or something. I have the banner in there. It was the night before the Super Bowl, one year, and yeah, it was it was awesome. They were fucking incredible. I've seen them live three times. They've been incredible each time. They're one of my favorite bands now. Like, I I don't like everything that they've put out, but they're one of my favorite bands. Uh, they just recently put out a record that I've been listening to. It's all uh, fucking their uh, performance in San Francisco with the Symphony, S and M two. Shit's awesome. It's with the full, like, San Francisco Philharmonic Symphony. And unlike the first one where it was more like they were playing with the symphony, like, it's hard to explain. that The first one, it's, it's, it's a lot different than this one. This one's more like the symphony is playing with them, and the first one they were playing with the symphony. Mm. Like, they were, like, the drums were more, like... Lars wasn't playing. I think he was just playing percussion, and they were like, or he was just playing. It, it was. It do, you, was he, do you think that one time was better than the other? Oh, the second one to me is fully fucking hundred percent better. It it sounds so like they were playing with the symphony. Like the symphony was playing. No, when when the symphony was playing with them. Okay. Like some of these songs are. I'll show you afterwards. Some of these songs are, dude. They're like. It sounds like these songs need to be like. It's like a movie. Like holy fuck. Like. This shit sounds full and like it just sounds awesome. And no, it was man, like yeah. it's like the symphony wrote these songs to be played with them, and that's how it should like it should sound like that with a heavy metal band like that. Yeah, but dude, I love Metallica. They're one of those bands that I really was never really into. They're um, from they're from like really close to me where I grew up. Yeah, Bay Area is, dudes. It feels connected, but I never really got super into them. My favorite album is apparently like Metallica Lover's least favorite album. The the one with like Saint Anger and Friends. Oh yeah, Saint Anger's the record. I heard yeah, and I heard that people don't like that one. I was like, man, I, that one killed. That's me. their worst record. <laughs> I loved it. I was like Saint Anger, but it, cool it has song, it has some so- cool songs on it. Like um, and this this record that I've been listening to, uh, all within my hands from that record, 
they reworked like with the symphony and it sounds fucking awesome. It's just a totally different song. It's weird that I don't know that much about them considering uh, and then besides like the Napster thing of course I just they were yeah they're they're fun. assholes but like they're ass actually at the same time like if you think about it we're they like were you said you're first. you're yeah you're 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 a Bay Area guy like the Bay Area is close to my heart I went there a lot as a kid we're close there I would go to the, the Giants are my favorite team I know San Francisco really well so them being a Bay Area band is just also really cool and I've I, you know the first time I saw them was at the Giants stadium Damn. the second time i saw them was also at the giant stadium and i saw them fucking front row like i it was a benefit show for um firefighters and police officers and one of the guys there i knew a guy there that was there with his best friend who's a who's a cop so we were able to get in the front area which was only for those people and i saw uh the great it was a, it was a benefit show so it was all these random bands and i saw the dead and company and fucking Metallica up close like and I I watched fucking Kirk the whole time like holy shit dude this is fucking crazy so I, two times I saw them where the Giants play and then I saw them at the new Sacramento arena and they're just a crazy live band they're so fucking good they're so full they sound awesome there's four of them like and, and fucking uh like say what you will about the type of music they play but the way they put their sets together they play old shit They'll play their new shit. They play heavy. They play loud. Uh, fucking, I you know I don't really love Lars's drumming on everything. But is I this think, is this the first band that you'd say you've gotten into that's somewhat considered like almost mainstream rock? Yeah, because I mean we we grew up on straight underground. Nothing. Fuck else. yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm just I'm. This was a band where this was dude totally totally yes. This was I was thinking about that. Like not too long ago, this is a band that I used to be like, I don't like going to big stadium shows. I went to one before, like before high school, I went to one big stadium show and it was like the first show I had ever went to. And it was with my mom and I saw Motley Crue and Aerosmith Damn. and I was like, this is cool, but it's like, you know, I'm not really into this. You didn't, that wasn't your thing. I thought it was cool, but it was like, this is just, you know, and then I went and saw one of my favorite bands when I was a sophomore, like junior and sophomore or freshman and sophomore, I was the used and like those type of bands. And I went and saw the used and I taste of chaos or no, I went uh, up in Vegas. I went and saw the used with my dad. And I also saw uh, the night before we saw fucking um, Norma Jean and some other fucking band that was like heavy bands like that. Damn. And, um, I remember being like, those are the type of shows I want to go to. Like it's smaller shows, like and seeing the use that they they were playing in Vegas, but they were playing at like a smaller type of venue. It's like I want to see these types of bands. Did we go, did we go to Warp together once? Warp tour. I think we might have went, but we didn't go together. But we we, we met we up. There. Yeah, I went to a few Warp tours. Um, that was not that was not the same as like a Metallica show. No, I, I'm just I'm but, just trying to create kind of like a no. I get a spectrum because I Metallica is like basically butt rock. Like in, now, in compared yeah. to what nowadays, we used to listen to nowadays. Well, no, that people will say that. Yes, nowadays they're considered nothing wrong with butt rock. No, I love it. I don't. I listen to Nickelback and Creed. I think now listen nowadays. My favorite Metallica records and my favorite Metallica songs are metal songs. Mm-hmm. 
Nowadays, they're yeah. He sings like a butt rock. They're band. way heavier than Nickelback but and Creed. Just they're to be fucking. Clear. They're to me, they're a metal band. And yeah, you that people say they're a butt rock band and shit like that. And I'm like, whatever. They're the biggest metal band in the history of. It's like, more along the lines of Slayer and just, yeah. You know, it's it, like back in the day they used to you know like I'm talking my my favorite record is fucking Ride the Lightning. Like that shit is is I love that fucking record and that's their like third record, but. My second favorite record is Kill 'Em All, and that's straight thrash metal. But you know what so, else, dude? They would play a sick show with like Rage Against the Machine. Like, dude, when I first saw them, they played with Cage the Elephant. Like, well, that's they weird. they let like, but they let like a band like that open for them. That's and then co- that, it's cool to think of it that way, but it's a weird. It's setup. weird. But it's, I just mean like, if you were to go to like a like a three three band headliner and it was Metallica Rage Against the Machine and the Beastie Boys that would work yeah you know what I mean like they're just so like diverse as yeah. far as their and I mean they only they only really play big stadium shit and but they're like I said they're fucking full they're heavy as shit like if you've never seen them you gotta see them cause they're fucking heavy it's heavy dude like when I saw them close up there was when they were playing Master of Puppets. There's a part where the double bass goes off, and it was fucking rumbling my insides. It was so fucking heavy. I was like, "God damn, dude!" So what? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about it, but I, it's it's a lot of the old old songs are just they're they're so fucking sick to me. It's straight thrash metal, and like and it appeals to my. I was always over like I'm a punk rock guy, and then I'm hardcore, and I always was into like hardcore music and like thrashy hardcore and shit like that. So yeah. it goes back to like that part of like. The early like so then I just listened to all their shit and I don't really like their butt rock songs like the the stuff from Load and Reload and stuff like that. I'm not a big fan of that stuff, but then I will listen to songs like Memory Remains that come off Black Album that is like a butt rock song, but it's a cool fucking good song. It, it has a good melody and what what bands for you are are nostalgic? Because I feel like when we were kids we were listening to similar shit, but what it. Give me an idea. I, man, I, I guess I don't know you quite as well as I thought. Nostalgic, man, for me. Well, I, I don't know. For me. Was high school era music nostalgic for you or is it? Yeah, okay. definitely. Uh, I don't really listen don't, to any of those bands anymore. Not? Not really much. The only band I really listen to still from high school is Title Fight. Okay. I don't, so what and Men Zingers. But, uh, well, like for me, like a lot of nostalgic shit is like, Fucking, I don't know, Blink-182 is still pretty nostalgic for me. It's still my favorite band, but I don't really listen to them much. When I do listen to it, it's like, oh, fuck yeah. Travis Set- Barker is so current right now. Dude. Yeah, I know he He's is. He's producing every current person. Dude. Yeah. Fucking, um, I'd say, like, Set Your Goals. I haven't listened to them in forever. Right. That would be a super that nostalgic. That was a huge influence on your original band. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Four Year Strong, I got back into this this year. Their new record is fucking awesome. So they're still killing it. They're 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 great. So I wondered if that was like so like how does no, that I'm make still you into, feel? No, I'm still like, into them. They're great. Do you go back often? And listen? Yeah. Oh yeah, I have them. I was gonna that that was one of the the records that I have on here that that because uh, I have a bunch of yeah the, the the last record is one of the ones I put on here. Like, they're, they're that's such, current shit. That's fucking great. It's, they're like the I I. You know, they don't get a lot of mentions, but I think that they are probably one of the really, like, co-conspirators of Easy Core. Yeah, you know and what I mean? they're consistent. Right. They're always consistent. And it was fantastic, like, very musically they were They were a big influence on Fantastic on me. singing, and fantastic. Me and my buddy Joey, we loved their, the way that the two guitar players worked, the way that they sang together and all that kind of shit. Very original. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
they're one of the bands that definitely I'm still underrated. into. I would, underrated. I would, I would say, say um, I don't know, like, I still listen to all those hardcore bands. Like, I still listen to Hive Heart a lot. Like, I listen to both their records a lot. Yeah. I listen to um, Ceremony. I listen to them a lot. I li- Like, Ron, Ron Her Park, I listen to a lot. Their new record is Take really cool. Take the 12 cool. all the way across, get onto the 80 uh, West, hop on the 101, you're in Ron Her Park. Yeah. It's, it's not that far. Yeah. I listen to that record. I don't know why. Like local bands, I get it like a feeling. You yeah, know I mean, like it's that's I, important to me. And I still, I still, like I still listen to them. There, I have their new record on here. And they've uh, been so diverse through the years. Yeah, I still. They're one of the bands that I still listen to. So, you like, like uh, Culture Abuse. Have you heard Culture Abuse? I don't. Uh, the lead singer. He used to be in um, um, uh, the hardcore band. Fuck, they were sick as fuck back in the day. I can't remember the name right now. Anyway, Culture Abuse. I'll check them out. I Dude, like one of the bands I got into. Ceremony, so one of the bands I got into recently time. was uh, Idols. Dude, Idols is fucking dope. They're fucking killing it right now. Yeah, and oh. their new record is fucking dope. So yeah, I, fuck, I, so I current. My buddy, uh, I used to work with. He she showed me them like a year ago, and I was like, this band's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I don't know. Looking at my like recently shit, a lot of the shit that I have on here is like it's stuff that like, um. A day to remember? Are you still into them? No, not at all. Okay, not at all. That would be that would be totally. They're still what? They're still going. Holy shit! Like they're very they're very active. Wow, that surprised me. They recently toured with Blink One Eight Two. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, See, I wouldn't. I'm not into them at all. That would be that would be nostalgic to me. See, okay, so another band like going back on on that thing, uh, uh, that question, that initial question, that another band that I got into a lot after high school would be Sublime. Mm -hmm. I hated Sublime when I was like. Not a stoner, just not was into it. But then I. When did you become a stoner? After high school. Really? I was straight edge all high school. No fucking way. Yep. So whenever we would go to your party parties at your house, you were not drinking or smoking. Um, if they were during high school, definitely not. After oh, high shit. school, after high school. No, like, this was after high school. After high school, no, I, I was, was definitely. Like, wait, I met you at. I mean, I met. I mean, you we in played. We played a couple shows when I was like, because like when I had the band. I was straight edge too at one point. Yeah, too, when we when we played the first show, I believe our I band be. our bands played together was um you fuck what was the band you were in this was before uh this was our before time to rise that was it was our time to rise yes yeah. and you when you I was a screamer yes this was when you were in that band Whoa. and dude this was this show we played it was a benefit show for for my my friend had just passed away and we did it at uh me and tyson had set it up at the lodi boys and girls club and i remember this show it was me it was our band it was, was your the band by the train tracks yes Holy it was shit. fucking uh it was story so far. It was second to last. It was one other band. It was like, what the fuck, dude? Looking back, we were all juniors. Like, and there was a lot of people. Yeah, we that was a like, lot of kids. Dude, I, because of those <laughs> kinds of shows, though, I was so spoiled into getting into music. You know what I mean? Like um, the idea that people come to listen to your music for fun. You know what I mean? Is not really the case in adult yeah. life. Like. <laughs> Yeah, see, I only had like <laughs> I only had be surprised. You, you you had you you had longer longer runs, man. I only had like a year. Like we only played like my band only played with me and Chris and and then my buddy Joey and Nelson. We only played like no, that's 9 true. months. I just associate you it was, with that memory, you know. It was cra- well time. because I try like I I didn't really want to play with anybody else but my buddy Joey cuz it was like who like when to be honest, you know, okay. 
me and my buddy Nelson were fucking amateurs. Like we didn't really know how to play our instruments really well. And my buddy Joey knew how to play and Chris knew how to play. And, and I learned more from Joey, like just teaching me like, and going through things. So I didn't really want to play with anybody else, but him. And to this day, we still, we still jam together. So it was like, he's the only person like, I really like we, before he moved, we, we would, he would come over and bring his guitar over and I would sit on that piano out there and he would make weird noises with his guitar and we would just sit there and record shit like just to fuck around. And I sent him shit a couple of weeks ago, just fucking dabbling around on my bass. Like, what do you think about this? He's like, I think this, 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 let's do this. I'll send you this. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, so we just fuck around with shit. Like that's who I feel like I can You're still write. Going You're that's the, pace, that's the person I feel like I can write shit with and do shit with. So I didn't really want to do anything afterwards like that musically with anybody. Like I just, I, and I didn't have like experience and I didn't really care like to play anymore, but I wanted to just hang around that still, like I still liked being around the scene and being around all those, those people. So it was like after high, but those guys didn't like, cause, uh, you want it? We got fucking two beers left. You want, should we? I mean, it feels right to just yeah. finish them off. Yes. Right. Yes. Cheers. So I remember, okay, so my, my, my junior year was all of the time I played in the band. And I remember like a couple of really like things that were just, that stood out to me that were like, you know, I remember one time wanting to, we played a couple of shows, like just looking back, it's funny, like I playing certain shows. With, Do like, you remember that fucking train track show? That one pops up the most in my yeah. mind. It's like, it, it was like a dark room brick it yeah. was by the train tracks That was in I, the country. Dude, I remember that, was, that show. We we used to play a lot at the Burning Bush. Were and, we drinking? Fuck, were I I wasn't. I, no, we weren't adults at that time. That was I was crazy, dude. I remember. <laughs> that was the you guys times. probably were drinking. The fuck, I wasn't. Are you sure? Yeah, I wasn't fuck, at the time, dude. I I remember there was one show. I remember because we used to play at the Burning was that Bush. High school? That was high school. Okay, maybe I wasn't yet. I didn't start remember, drinking Dude, you remember the Concord place school. we used to go? Fucking, we used to just go watch shows at that Concord house? You're talking uh, Colorblind. Fucking. Colorblind Studios? No, the house. Remember that? Concord? There was a house in Concord that we used to go Bush. to. No, that's Sacramento. That, that, there was, well, there was a place in Sac. Dude, do you remember you know the I'm house in Sac? Balance and Composure, Title Flight, yes. Story So Far, that yeah. show. Yes. You were there. Yes. I remember. That, that house in day. Sac was fucking amazing. There's that, a video of that day. That, that used to have, oh, yes, in the back garage. That house I've seen, so I saw so many Balance fucking. Balance and Composure played such a sick set that I, night. I saw Sea Haven at that house with Sabretooth Zombie. Bush Street? Bush? Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I saw Sea Haven at that house before they were anything. I remember. And their singer was. I, I remember to play with him a couple the, times. The, I was so stoked. I was like, they're incredible. That, that fucking. That night was so fucking crazy because nobody was there and like they were fucked up. And they I was like, this up. fucking band is going to be awesome. And then they blew up like a month later. Oh, fuck, dude. I just saw them in someone's backyard. They're, they, they're so we, good. For we we used to see, like, if you think about it, there was a couple bands that we saw. And crazy, weird environment, like in backyards or weird, like hole in the wall places that fucking blew up that are playing big stages that are still oh, that man, level. Story it, so far, we grew up with 100%. That's right? fucking insane if you think about it. It's fucking insane. I see videos of like, what the fuck, man? Like, we saw it coming. We saw it coming. But oh, at the same fuck. Time, we didn't, yeah. We didn't really know what it was going to feel like. No, like I remember, dude, I, you know, I'll, I'll say this flat out. I remember all the time, like, being like, 
oh, they're playing tonight in Stockton at Plea for Feast. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I don't want to go because I've seen him a hundred fucking times. And now I would kill to see them in Plea for Peace. Like, because that's such a small, cool fucking venue in Stockton. That's that, cl- like, why the fuck? Like, you know, it, looking back, it's like, what fuck, street? man. Do you remember, like, the streets that was on? By it was on years? Weber. Weber and what? Weber and I don't remember. It's on, it was Weber on Weber and Stanislaw. Weber and no, I it, Weber in California. I, I, I just want to know because I haven't seen it. I it's on it it's on time. Weber and it, I don't I don't fucking know. It's more towards downtown, like where towards the 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 fountain and everything. Oh oh, just like Weber and Center. Oh, yeah, maybe. it may be Weber and Center or El Dorado. It, El Dorado sounds really familiar. It may be that it's or it's around that area. Fuck. It's more center based. Yeah. That place was fucking awesome, man. And Mido was fucking awesome, the guy who owned that place. He was really fucking cool. Yeah, we played with uh, some cool bands there. I can't remember everybody, but one of them ended up going on to be like some of the members of Turnover. Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. uh, Yeah. All if you look at all the bands that we used to watch, a bunch of they turn out, you know, turn out. That's another band, Turnover, that I got into, like. That was like fuck, dude. These one guys of their are awesome. Albums is revered as like one of the best emo albums of our time. It's like, fucking I'm sick, like, dude. Holy shit, dude. Um, it's crazy to think that I was like, like uh, them when they sounded like a garage band, you know? Yeah. Um, another band that uh, fucking you know uh, their singer just passed away. Power Trip. Fucking no fucking way. Are you serious? Yeah, fucking the like, singer passed away. Yeah, Riley the Gale. Dude with the long hair. Yeah, like three months ago he died. Hey, am I allowed to park in that spot I parked in? Yeah. Okay, somebody honked. No, you're good. You're good. There's no fucking assigned shit out there. That's (laughs) the street. Yeah, they were working. Getting into Power Trip. Yeah, they were working on a new record, and he just fucking passed. Such a bummer, dude. Oh my gosh, dude. Rest in peace, brother. So they're a band I've I've gotten into not semi recently, but like over the last few years. um, I enjoy about them that they're they're influenced by so many different sounds too, like. Definitely end up having a Metallica. It's super thrash metal, but it's also like hardcore and it's definitely not. Yeah, it's It's not got some kind of like uh, like stoner vibes and some kind of like uh, they kind of psychedelic. They remind me of they remind me of a band like uh, that's called uh, Nuclear Assault. Mm -hmm. It's like a thrash metal band. They remind me of them a lot. I'm not into that much hardcore nowadays. I'm really into Vane. Have you heard of Vane? No, I have not. Oh my god, dude! You're missing out, brother. Dude, all I all I really li- like you you'll like it, dude. It's I, fucking crazy. I, gnarly. I listen to old shit. Like just looking on my thing right here. Like I got into. Um, I went and saw the Chili Peppers with my buddy uh, a few years ago, and the opening act for them was Lucas Nelson mm-hmm. and his band, and that's I love Lucas Nelson. yeah, that's Willie you Nelson's know, son. Yeah. And um, did you get to hear Georgia, dude? Yeah, I I saw him. I saw him live, and I was like, "Who who is this guy?" And and, and my roommate's dad was like, "Yeah, oh, that's this sing. is dude. That's that's like copyright. <laughs> Fuck it, whatever. No, you're good. You so no, uh, I was like, I was like, man, dude, this guy is awesome. Who's this guy? He's oh, this is Willie Nelson's son. What the fuck, dude? So yeah, I got into him. He's one of the guys that I really I I dig. I listened to a lot of his shit. Um, that sound right now is fantastic. Yeah, and People dude, like out with that kind of music it, is fucking fire. It's right like now. fucking just 
soulful like rock it's and like roll alternative like country you, yes like, yes i yeah. love it i love it because it appeals to my like classic rock roots and rock vibe southern like rock. i like rock man and i like southern rock and i like rock and roll and i i love leonard skinner and i love the band like over the last that you, was another you into drive by truckers dude i've never heard of them oh man there's so many good bands like that that's um, to show you um, they they were so, just on a TV show I was watching today. Like somebody mentioned them, Jason Isbell. There's so many good artists in that. Genre, I some somebody asked me a question not too long ago, and it took me like a week to come up with like, what are your top three bands? Like, and I was like, okay, I can pick that. Like, it took me a, a minute to pick it out, but I was like, okay, I can pick it, and I'll I'll s- separate it in three little ways. Like, mm-hmm. just that how. So I went with Blink, mm-hmm. Metallica, and the band, and I separated it by okay. I like punk rock and and pop punk and all that kind of stuff. So, but the first, the band that got me into that, the band that I still listen to this day, that I love their music, Blink One Eight Two. I love hardcore music. Kind of represents each yeah, category. Of yeah, what you're really yes. Into. Yeah. I love hardcore music. I love heavy music. I love anything that's fast, like angsty type of shit like that. Metallica and, represents that. and Metallica represents that. And I love classic rock and I love bluesy southern type of rock like that. And the band represents that. And those are the three bands that I can listen to consistently to this day over and over and over again that, like, you know, I don't get bored of their shit. It's good that you can do that, dude. I don't, I honestly don't think I could even, I could only do it, like, based off of, like, this week. Yeah. And I mean, it took me. That's how much music I listen to, dude. Yeah. And it took me a while to figure that out because it was, it was really, it was hard to, like, think, like, okay, what, what, you know, like, but there was, like, for the longest time, I, I always remember for me, for, like, the band, for example, like, for the longest time, they, they were one of those bands that, like, I knew all their songs, but I didn't really, like, oh, that's the band, fucking whatever, like, and then when I got into buying vinyls, they were one of the bands that I was like, I have to get this record, because it's fucking super sought after, and it's important in classic rock, and I was trying to collect certain important classic rock records, and then I bought it and listened to it, and was like, fuck, man, like, this just got me back into why I liked this band overall, and I was always a big Bob Dylan guy, like this Bob Dylan picture right behind you. I got a Bob Dylan signed guitar. What's your like, favorite track? What? What's your favorite track, Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan, fuck, man. Um, like top or top three if you have them. I, I have really... You heard, have you heard Hard Rain's Gonna Fall? I, I have. Um, I really like his shit with... with I would have to say my favorite shit. I don't know. It's like collab shit. I, lo- I love his shit with Johnny Cash. Oh, um, the this stuff. I mean, a lot of the stuff that they that he did with the band is is stuff that I really love. Like all along the I Watchtowers is I great. I gotta check it out right now. I have a record that um, is Bob Dylan live with the band, like when they reunited. And one of their stories. There's a great documentary about the band that you should check out on Hulu. It's called uh, Once We're Brothers. Okay. And um, I will. The the singer Robbie Robertson is still alive, and um, the everybody in the band is dead except for the singer and the one piano player. But the one piano player is very like reclusive. He doesn't. He still lives up in Woodstock. He doesn't really do with anything. So this whole documentary is kind of from Robbie Robertson's perspective, but it's very interesting to hear like how they they formed and then they were just like a studio band for all the great bands. And then Bob Dylan asked them to tour with them. And this was when Dylan I was to him, uh, talk on the broken record podcast, broken record. Yeah. The one, uh, Malcolm Gladwell and Rick Rubin's podcast. Really good. I haven't heard it. 
to check that out. It was a great episode. I enjoyed it. But yeah, he's he's um yeah, they played with Dylan and people hated it. It was Dylan's first time playing like electric mm. and his band was the band and people it hated weird, it. Yeah. They and people were weird. like, This is this sucks and people like the Beatles were like, Keep doing this is awesome. Like actual musicians were like, This is great, you'll break through. That's always and, something. And it it ended up like breaking members of the band to where Levon Helm left and wanted to just stop playing music and go work on an oil rig. And he ended up going and doing that. And it took till like three, four years later for members of the band to, to track him down and bring him back and be like, there's something missing and it's you. And that's when they went back on tour with Dylan and it blew up. And that was like 1970 one and two right around the time where those types of bands were big yeah. and they became this huge sensation and they thought it was so bizarre how the first time around people hated it because they weren't used to seeing Dylan this way. They were just like, he's a sellout. He fucking turned to electric. He's fucking like, and it's just crazy to think like that's how weird those times were. And they didn't appreciate the great music no, they I were think hearing. That's, I think that's something that you could see happen now. I think that's totally like, Music f- snobs, dude. They'll, yeah, definitely. They'll get you for anything, brother. I, I mean, I'm and I mean, I love, I love so much shit. Like nowadays, another band that was on here that uh, shit because I have so much weird shit on here. This is a band that I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but um, a guy I work with told me to listen to him. Old school band, Flying Burrito Brothers. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. So that's like in the. Because I told him I was like at the time I was listening I was listening to Lucas Nelson then I started going down that rabbit hole of old like country and blues and twangy type of guitar and slide guitar and shit and the uh, the Flying Burrito Brothers are like 1960 type of like psychedelic country weird type of rock and fuck what what's the guy I'm looking it up right now the uh, uh, I got the name on the singer's name on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember because he died in a, a Graham Parsons. Oh yeah. He's a famous songwriter. Yeah. So Graham Parsons died at uh 26 and he was the singer of, of uh, that's your, you may be thinking, thinking of, of Alan Parsons. No, I'm thinking of Graham. Graham Parker. Graham Parker. Yes. Graham Parsons is a, so he's the one who found, he discovered, fuck, why did I just close this? He discovered a famous, um, country. Uh, so he was, he was in the birds. I like the birds. He was a member of the birds. And then Emmy, Emmy, Emmy Lou Harris. Emmy Lou Harris. Yes. So he discovered Emmy Lou Harris Mm -hmm. and she was a singer at the time and she didn't like, you know, she wasn't getting a lot of traction. He was in the flying burrito brothers and was like, you're fucking amazing. Come sing with Come us. Come sing with us. Yeah. And he blew her up and she became this big, big star. He ended up dying of a heroin overdose. But you a like guy Emmy I work Lou with, Emmylou Harris is amazing. Yeah. So I was like, when he told me, he was like, you like Emmylou Harris? And I said, fuck yeah. I've been listening to that shit a lot lately and, and all this kind of shit. And he was like, well, you should check out the Flying Burrito Brothers. And I was like, that sounds, that's an awesome name. Like, so I was listening to them for a lot. And that's like, their record is from like 70, 69 or 70. So it's old school shit. Mm-hmm. So then that got me down to like a psychedelic rock rabbit hole where I was listening to Cream a lot. Yes. And I was listening to fucking, um, what's that fucking uh, Smoke on the Water? But that's not the song I was listening to. Uh, mm-hmm. What's that band? 
fucking oh that's uh deep purple deep purple yes so that's not the song i was but i was into deep purple a lot fucking listening to their shit i was listening to donovan a lot yes and all that fucking weird psychedelic rock dude you gotta check out also courtney marie andrews i dude like it's so sick if you like that kind of sound you're guaranteed to like it that and um uh 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 they sing a song called Highline, and they're called Fuck. I wanted you to listen to it, but I'm not going to remember the name. But anyway, fantastic sounds. Courtney Marie Andrews. Yeah, I'll have to check that out, man. Fuck, that's annoying. There's a good band that you know. I haven't really... Uh, lately, Drive it Drive-by ha- Truckers, though. Check that out, too. Drive-by Truckers. Drive-by Truckers. That's, no no I, question, you'll love it. I don't remember that. That sounds fucking awesome. I, I kind of go off Marie of... Andrews uh, did... Like background vocals for Jimmy Eat World for like a while, okay. which is super interesting. Okay, yeah. So but she, she probably, ended up being a country singer, like an alternative. Okay, singer. so she probably did the background vocals on some of the records that, yes, like the, the most the, popular. Yeah, one, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So no, I um, and she's only like twenty five or something now. A lot she's of the stuff on here is just like the recent stuff, like. I don't know. Code Orange, their their recent record, holy fuck! Oh, you like that one? Oh my it's god! It's like uh, it's weird, like digital shit in there. But it's I, almost kind of um, what's uh, uh, the uh, you know what I'm talking about? The fucking what? <laughs> the gothic band? Like Slipknot? No. Uh, Ghost? Minus no. Fucking oh my god! I'm mindless so self indulgence. Um. <laughs> No, it's got the guy with the... He was the singer. Ah, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Marilyn Manson? (laughs) Closer to it. Negative. Oh, typo negative. I'm so sorry. Typo negative. It's, dude. Nine Inch Nails. Kind of that vibe. It's got some Nine Inch Nails, dude. It it is some fucking, like... (laughs) Dude, I I know so many bands... it like confuses me. That shit's on here. Most of this shit's just old shit, dude. Have you heard of... uh, Fuck. One of the new bands on here. Um... Marcus King. Have you heard of Marcus King? I love Marcus King. Yeah. Yes, Marcus King is the shit. Enough. I don't know enough about him, but like everything I heard, I'm, I immediately am like, this I, is incredible. I don't know a lot about this guy, but I, I prefer, do. I know a lot more about Gary Clark Jr. Gary Clark Jr. is awesome. Fuck, dude. Yeah. He's, Leon Bridges. Leon Bridges is fantastic. Fucking awesome. But Gary Clark, he's got more of that like Southern rock. Yes. Thing. Leon Bridges, he's got more of like a Motown thing. Motown, yeah. Sick. He's been kind of branching out more into like pop indie. Yeah, but like I don't really like his new stuff. I liked his old Motown his, dude, type that of shit. First album is like it's so fucking such good. A vibe, dude. Oh my god, it's so like it's um, so perfect for what he was doing. Marcus King, I found on a band video on a like a, a around the world he playing works with of like the Black Keys. I think if I'm not mistaken, I, no idea. But I That's saw he. I saw this uh, this video of they they play for change. They do like uh, covers and they do like around the world. Like it's fucking weird. It, they they have the song. They'll put, they'll play like a classic rock song with like if they can get a member of the band that's alive that plays it, and then they cut to somebody from around the world playing like the instrument from their country, and it's fucking crazy. And so I listened to one that was the Wait by the band, and the first person to play on it was Marcus King. I was like, dude, this kid's voice is awesome. Who is this? So I, I looked him up and I'm like, dude, this guy plays like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Like, and he fucking sings like him. And then I look him up a little bit more. I'm like, oh, his dad was a blues guitar player, like studio blues guitar player. So this fucking kid's got blues rock in his fucking veins. He's from the South, from fucking Carolinas. So 
this guy can play the blues. So like I was raised on that type of shit. My dad, like I vividly remember going camping a lot. Every time we would go camping, my dad would be blaring fucking Hendrix or Stevie Ray Vaughan. And he always played blues and our BB King, like shit like that. My dad loves blues. I mean, his favorite, his top three bands are the Beatles, the Stones and Zeppelin. But when it comes down to it, all the blues people that inspired those three bands are where it all comes from. And he has all these blues records. And Robert Johnson. See, yeah, he, he loves blues, man. B.B. King's probably his Howlin favorite. Howlin' Wolf. Howlin' Wolf, fuck Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters, dog. Yeah, he has, my dad has a signed microphone from B.B. King. It's fucking amazing. Have you, do you, have you gotten into jazz like Thelonious Monk, dude? Not really, but I do love, I, I, for a minute, I had saw this movie a few Miles years ago. Davis. Miles Davis is awesome. I like jazz. I appreciate it, but I don't really have a lot of it on. Dude, it's got a recent sort of movement going as well. Just like blues. It, it's got this recent, especially like it's coming out that of how much like it impacted hip hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like blowing up again, dude. And have you um, new really good people? So have you heard of Chet Baker? Of course. Dude. Yeah. So Chet Baker, have you seen the movie? I'm Bork? really, really into his song. Like someone in love who. Bruno Mar- uh, Bruno Major covered it, and it's fucking. Have you have you seen the movie that they made about him? No. Born to Be Blue, with Ethan Hawke. Where where? Uh, do I, I don't know how you can see it. Maybe let me let me. Look. I'll look it up right now. I'll look it up. Just watch. I'll, I'll tell me right now. But um. I want to see it immediately. I I own it. It is um. I'm a huge fan. It is it, it is how I found out about Chet Baker. And um, he's no joke, dude. On that, do you know about his life? Like, do you know about? No, I don't know anything. I just know that I like the sounds. So he got his teeth knocked out, his front teeth knocked out. Mm -hmm. And when you play trumpet, you use your front teeth. And he got he was a heroin addict and he got his front teeth knocked out early in his career. And he had to, he was already like at the time, he was the up and coming big star. He got his front teeth knocked out and became. You know, like, fuck, what am I going to do? Did he start singing? And that's when he started singing, and he, like, revitalized this whole movement, and people... I didn't it, know why he did one whole record vocally in one... one yep. Record. So... Wow, that's amazing. He had to start singing, and he... Because he couldn't play forever. Um, so you'll have to... It's 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 for rent on on Apple TV for three ninety nine. It's the only place you can get it. I'll get it right now. But it is, it is a fantastic movie, Ethan Hawke kills it he sings for it he's amazing it shows like the struggled type of artist because he was a struggled like he he always had this like chip on his shoulder because i believe it was dizzy gillespie was always like at the big star at the time and he was like i'm just as good as he is Mm. and he fucking it was either him or miles davis i can't remember he was like i'm just as big as he is and I know it, and I'm just as good, but because I can't play as long as he is, nobody will take me serious, and it's because I'm a white man, and this is a black man's game. And it was, like, an interesting, like, at the time, like, you know, thinking nowadays how we think and how back then, like, that's what they had, and he's, like, trying to infiltrate what they had, and, no, you know, and he they didn't take him serious. They always just, but everybody called him the white version of that. I mean, it's, it's so fucking crazy. It was such an interesting movie. But yeah, it's like fuck, man. I didn't even realize like if he would have went the pop route, that would have been the the answer, I think, because that's what Elvis did. Yeah, he just took the pop route and he he won. He was a, he was a fucking he was, heroin, most he was a heroin addict, hardcore that heroin, hardcore sure heroin addict, and it and it so all turned it. Been bigger it too. Oh yeah, a lot of bands, Nirvana, 
Nirvana, Nirvana was another one going back to your initial thing. Like Nirvana was a band that I got into way more after Did high you know, school. Though, I heard a statistic recently that Nirvana was as big as the biggest artist now today at their. Oh, I'm sure. I didn't really realize that. that Dude, was the case. He, they were at the. At, they were yes, they were at the level of like they sparked up like that. I've done so much like they became one of those bands where I was obsessed with for a minute. And I was obsessed with Kurt, no Kurt Cobain and I trying to understand, like, who he was and why, like, he, that would happen. Like, And I believe I'm not a con- into the conspiracy theory. that I, I believe he killed himself. He was manic depressive and he was a heroin was addict. That, the, that was what was proven, right? Yeah. There, I mean, there's a whole thing about people think that Courtney Love had to do with it, hired a hitman, blah, 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 all this kind of shit. I think he killed himself. He was, like I said, he was a manic depressive heroin addict. I mean, any he he Dave never believes that. Yeah, he ne- he never wanted to be who they were, and and you can see like, dude, he's a punk rocker, and he loved like the Beatles and David Bowie and all these like weird things, but he was a punk rocker. And then when he became famous and like the system was telling him what to do, he would buck against that, and it was like that's what a punk rocker would do. And they were like trying to paint like grunge became a thing because that's what the media that's what it turned and he hated that type. like I've watched so much shit that's like he was such a fascinating character mm-hmm. that he hated like the way that they that term and all that it was bucking against everything there was there's performances that he's done like he played the MTV uh, VMAs mm-hmm. and this was at the time when when In Utero came out and. He was like, our number one song is Rape Me. I'm going to play that. And they were like, no, you can't play that because of TV. You know, it's Rape Me. You can't play that. So he's like, fuck, whatever. So like, we're going to, I think they end up playing like My Apologies or something. But they go out there and start the set by, he opens up with playing the fucking intro of Rape Me. And he goes, Rape Me. And then he stops and he goes into all the next song. So he was like, fuck you guys. If you don't want me to play it, I'm going to play the fucking beginning. And oh, fuck, sorry, I can't play that. He was bucking against the system in every fucking way. I've always said to my, one of my best buds, I've always said, In Utero is the follow up to Nevermind. Now, when, whenever you have a chance, listen to both those records back to back. Now, tell me that In Utero isn't a total fuck you to whatever record label they were on telling them to write them the next. Never mind. Because that record is every single song is play this on the radio. I dare you. Yeah, Geffen. Yes. I dare you to play this on the radio because I'm sure they were telling them we need a follow up that's as good as Nevermind. Like, I'm sure there was a lot of pressure from the studio to follow up on something that they can pl- have a lot of radio play on. And there's two songs on that record that you can play on the radio. My apologies being one of them. That's that whole record. And I love it. It's one of my favorites. Listen to it and be like, every single song is a fuck you to like, play this song on the radio, right. play this. I dare you. I mean, the hit song on that record is called rape me. Or like, and it's all about the studios and everybody raping him for every, for his talent and all of like, all that kind of shit. So it's like, uh, there's a great documentary that is all like audio footage of Kurt talking to an interviewer and it's all backdrop to like different parts of Seattle. And it's a very interesting, like it was an interview that he had done with a reporter where the guy had taped it. Yeah. I was going to write a article about it. He had ended up passing away a week later, felt it was inappropriate and then he ended up releasing it years later in a documentary. And he says like flat out in it, like I wouldn't be talking about a lot of this stuff with, with people like with the media. I don't trust them. I don't like reporters, but I like you. I trust you. You're from an area where it's close to me. And I, I, 
believe that you're going to write a decent story about me. And he talks about his heroin use and all that kind of stuff and talks about pain being in pain. He had scoliosis and all this weird shit, never wanting to be famous and all this, just being a total struggling artist with problems. And it's like, dude, could you imagine being thrust into that ultimate, like now you're the spotlight. The Isn't biggest. that interesting how people that don't really want it usually get it? It's crazy. Or they either don't want it or they didn't know that they wanted it. Or, or, or excuse me, I think they didn't know that they didn't want it. I think it's they didn't know, like, they didn't want it to that level. And they didn't know that this is what it, or they didn't know that that's thing, what it entailed. One thing came with the other and they didn't know that it came with the other. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that. But he a lot always of people didn't even want it at all. Yeah, I'm like sure. Like, I'm sure. Like he, I, I just have to also give. Like I think that was like the story so far. Even like they didn't really want to be as big as they are. They they were never going for that. You yeah, know, like stuff like that, dude. Like people, just something in relation. It just to happens. Yeah, people that don't really even care if they get it or want it, they get it. Yeah, you know. And then it's there's something to be said about that. I yeah, don't know. there is definitely. I always that was one of those you know things I always found Nirvana super fascinating about that and Kurt super fascinating about the way that like that all just and the fact that that Dave Grohl dude like we've the Foo Fighters I've always said them and Jack White are like two of the true rock and roll bands we still have around like there are a lot other ones out there like you I know, haven't heard the Foo Fighters put out anything in a while they they still consistently put stuff out. They, um, I haven't heard any other new stuff recently. I think the last thing is 2018. But they put stuff out. Yeah, they're just, they're one of those bands that, like, um, Dave, like, embraces rock and roll, Jack the history. White, yes, for sure. The, the history of rock and roll type Very of thing. Current. I, I think those types of guys are important. I think like, Travis Barker's, like, injecting rock and roll back into hip hop. Hip hop, for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, he's fucking. He's changing the game, brother. He's yeah. He's doing some crazy shit. See, I'm not really rock and roll. People don't see it that way, but it's. I, I mean, don't really like. I don't really like a lot of a lot of the new hip hop shit like that. You like, don't like I really MGK, the new MGK. I've heard a couple songs and and I made a joke about it on Facebook and you know whatever. I I, I see it. Nah, I just made a joke saying you know MGK's pop punk's just as bad as his rap. I'm just being a fucking smartass. I I I've heard a couple of his songs. A couple of them are good. I like them. They're 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 good pop punk. It sounds cool. His his hit that hit song that he has with fucking Megan Fox in the video and everything. It, it's a good song. Um, the record's a good record. Have you so, heard the one with uh, Young Blood? I have not. Oh, dude, check that one out. I think you would like that song. It's like it sounds good. I um I just haven't like I don't know I I just don't like that kind of like the, the new hip hop type of shit. I really the only rapper I really like nowadays is fucking J Cole. So everything he does is fucking cool. Oh yeah, like no, and I could see why it's like he's being authentically him but you have to see that like it, it's all about the the shift like there's a weird shift going on where there this is now an authentic sound and it's like it's hard to accept because it's new yeah but i think that's like the thing about being a musician you notice that shit like you'll see it dude like it's fucking there's something authentic about it they're just trying to adapt to what yeah. is current you know what i mean and they're taking it even a step further dude like it's it's the next level. This is where it's going. Yeah. This is the only way Rock's ever going to be dope again. Yeah. I swear to God. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong also with the old sound. I, I like people that are doing the old sounds, too. Like, uh, there's this really cool emo band you should probably check out called Charmer. 
Never heard of them. You're going to like it, dude. I know you like that sound, so you're going to like that. Just like, there's just people doing really cool shit. And, you know, this beer is taking me to a whole nother level, <laughs> so you're going to have to end this podcast. We're fucking, yeah, we're two and a half hours in, dude. I think we did a... Like, this, this last sip is going to really take me beyond. I think we did a solid one, man. I mean, you know, I I think we, we covered did, politics, yeah. we covered music. I think we, we I think we talked about everything we can pretty much talk about. We talked about everything current regarding um, the the virus. Yeah. Um, and everything that people can even possibly do yeah. at this time. Dude. And I mean, by the time this comes out, I believe because I will be releasing the next episode number forty four with uh, Chris. Good old buddy Chris of ours talking to UFC. That'll be coming. My former band member. Yeah, yeah, your former band member, Chris. He, yes, as well as mine. He will be. Um, he will be on this Monday. This show will be out next Monday. I will say, and by then it'll be November, November first or or second or some shit like that. Because Halloween's on the 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 Saturday. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So it'll be the second. So like this will be right before the election. When this release, so we talked about some good shit. It's a little post Halloween banter, for yeah. You. A little post Halloween banter for you. So if you're if you got your your hangover, so I mean, okay, let's see. Plug time. Where can we find you, Pat? On where where can people find you that oh, listen man. on well, on anything? Where can they find your music? I know that you got a SoundCloud. I'm on I'm on all Twitter, all that kind of shit. Platforms, but I have three different projects. Hotbox Weather is my my like emo related project pjms i make my own beats and uh outsource the mixing and mastering and that's about it um and then pete pat mays is my solo project it tends to be a little more soulful or poppy and yeah you could just search any of those whatever you yep. like you'll f- you'll like find them that's me yep you can yeah and you can pat find mays, pjms hotbox weather yep and and yeah go go support the brother over here you know, during the COVID times and all that kind of shit and the music shit, you know. I want you to like it authentically. Yeah. Like, don't don't bullshit me either. Like, I'm not trying to get famous. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, we do it for the for the love of the shit right here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you can yeah go go fucking I I I do this shit every week, but and and I don't even look, so I I should start caring more. I guess uh, go 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 listen to the show. Uh, subscribe to the show. I, I'm on all streaming platforms too. Uh, fucking uh, for podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. iTunes is the big one. Uh, if you have an Apple phone or whatever, you know, if you have if, if you have an iPhone, anything like that, go subscribe on on the podcast app and leave a review. If you don't have an Apple phone, if you have an Android or anything like that, and you're a Spotify user. Uh, go on Spotify and subscribe and listen. Just search Loser Hour Podcast. If you can't find it, go on Twitter on Loser Hour Pod. I I put the, the links up on there. I'm not really active on any of my social media. Facebook is Loser Hour. Um, I'm more active on my own Twitter on at Johnny the Mook. So you can follow me there, but... I try. I gotta. I got that. This is all shit. I have to work on. I have to be more active on. No, dude, on Twitter. <laughs> that's reasonable for you, dude. That's I'm, what you do. You talk. But, but I'm more active on my Twitter, and it sucks. I have to be more active on the Loser Hour Twitter. But I don't know what to say without fuck. Like I don't want to say shit. I don't want to comment on. You know. But so Loser Hour Pod on Twitter. But yeah, go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because that's what's important. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, leave a review, rate and review the shit. 
because I don't know how many there are, but I know that there's a couple, at least a couple. I don't fucking know. I don't really look like I said. I look like in in glancing, like looking like okay, what episode am I? Oh, that has doesn't, doesn't have a lot of views, but it's on one. I don't know. I don't look at everything, but yeah, go go do that shit. Go follow whatever here here you know. Until the next time, uh, peace out. <laughs>